Oh, hello. Bonjour. Bonjour, bonjour. She's there. Hello. God. Welcome to episode 80 of Riot Act, the alternative music podcast. That's a visual gag with for an audio me- medium. It's a visual gag <laughs> for an audio medium on a week when we don't actually have a YouTube channel. Uh, because Renfrey Deadman, who sits to my left, yeah, hello, just decided to leave the camera. I forgot around. the camera. I'm Martin really sorry. Scorsese would do that, Renfrey? No, Martin Scorsese wouldn't. Um, no. But, you know... <laughs> I was going to say we don't make three and a half hour content, but then sometimes we do. <laughs> sometimes we, make three and sometimes hour content, we do. So. Renfrey's here as per. Hello. But also, you can probably hear murmurings from other people. Mm. There's some murmurings. <laughs> we, I really, oh my God, before we started recording, I was like, do you guys want to introduce yourself in that kind of like, hi, my name's Chad and I'm from uh, New Kids on the Block. Do you remember people used to do that in, in the 90s? Should we, make, should we make our guests do that? Maybe? Yeah, if you'd like. How would you guys do that if you. First of all, can I just say, Renfrey, the camera is not here. Put your fucking clothes on. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, is, this is not a fucking drill. Um, <laughs> Vlad and Dave from uh, from uh, from the band in Technicolor have joined us. Hello, gents. Hey, how you doing? Thanks very much for coming on. Oh, absolute pleasure. It's thank lovely to be here. And yeah. thank you for the mini cheddars. Yes. We oh, should, yes. Uh, Sponsored by. Maybe? Always or? have a six pack of uh, blue cheese mini cheddars that is something I would say about you Steve you always have mini cheddars he's like the milky bar kid but for mini cheddars is that your go to snack that's your snack well I'll tell you what it is right there's a very big Asda around the corner from me and rarely do I actually do like a a weekly shop Mm. because I'm a man living on his own just me and the cat in it so Uh as long as I can get sort of whiskers and uh, just eat then I don't need a lot in the house. But one I will of the things say I will do... Steve's fridge is almost always empty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it, um, but, um, but one thing I do make sure I do when I go to Asda is they do three for the price of two on mini cheddar's six packs. And the blue cheese ones are fucking delicious. Yeah, I've yeah. never seen that. That's going to blow my mind, I think. It yeah, will. Um, it they're will. really nice. Yeah. Go on, crack them open now. Go, go for oh, it. Really no, good, no, guys. I You're think really, people really need the, like, the really foreign pandas. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, look, listen, because everyone who ch- tries them goes... Oh my god! So it's, oh, yeah. we could do a live tasting on the yeah, show. Yeah, they're really good. I mean, like, people do you want hate one it. for the tasting. Come on, let's try it out. Uh, Would you guys say chew into the microphone? No, please no, no, don't. Just, please just don't. give us your honest reaction to how they say. Straight in there, actually, isn't it? They're great. Really, it hits you straight away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's that's yeah, my that flavour. So, uh, <laughs> who, who makes them? McVitie's? McVitie's, if McVitties you want to sponsor us. Yeah. Yeah. And McVitie's. Joyce Jacobs as well, isn't it? Yeah, who actually gave us a bunch of Jaffa cakes. They did! Yes! So, give me those fucking mini cheddars. That was a great day. <laughs> All I spend my money on is vinyl mini cheddars and cat litter. <laughs> oh, tell me about the cat litter, man. I know your pain. <laughs> we got sponsored by Bullshit. cat litter, that'd be good. Anyway, um, guys, thanks for coming in. Uh, you will be reviewing your new album, Big Sleeper, next week. Debut album. Debut full length. Yeah. Okay. Mm, um, yeah. yeah, it is. That means uh, it's the first one. <laughs> it does, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is an like... educational podcast <laughs> this week. Um, we we try not to say too much about it when we're going to review it the week before, but um, it's okay. Just say it's good. It's fine. <laughs> it's just like one word. I, I I think it's great. I really really like it a lot. What what do you think of it, Steve? I've not heard it yet. To be <laughs> perfectly honest, because it. you haven't said it. I told it to you me. we shouldn't have come, Dave. <laughs> 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 it's going to wait till the last day as well. You just fucking know it. <laughs> I think you're. Lovely, I've not Steve. been sent it. Whoa. For the records. Well, I've sent it to Renfrey three times, so he it's actually more... <laughs> sent it to me three times. <laughs> he hasn't replied even once. I mean, that's a whole different. 
so um, I, I fail to see how this is my fault. No, sure. Fuck well. It's I'll cool, man. That. We'll catch up next Friday at our show at the, the Black Heart, and uh, you can tell us. Oh, nice look plug. At that. Lovely wow, plug. look at that. It's, like that. it's not next Friday, that. though, is it? Or it's, is it next Friday? It's next Friday. It, was uh, so it, will, be, it will be next Friday when this goes out. So yeah, that'll yeah, be yeah. the record release show at the Black Heart, right? Uh, that is correct. Mm. Yeah. It is indeed. Yeah. With Clitrip yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, Clitrip, Annie yeah. was on our quiz, quiz, uh, a yeah. couple of quiz, quiz, a couple of uh, months ago. <laughs> uh, so you, I'll be able to. You better tell from my review whether or not I'll think it's worth going down to that <laughs> show next Friday. <laughs> <laughs> you'll go. I'll be there. I'll yeah, be there. you'll be there. I'm sure. Well, I mean, this, the 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 song stroke songs that mm. I've heard from it already because you've got some stuff up on Spotify. Yeah, yeah. There's four tracks little, up there. Yeah. Want a little taster for what it's going to yeah, be? Yeah, there's, there's four singles out already, so you can go there and check out some tunes. You uh, some tunes. described yourself earlier to to us as what was it? Um, um, sensible, sensible rock. Sensible rock. Sensible rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah. Yes. No frills. <laughs> <laughs> um, Renfrey, you got, you got, do you want? Do you have any questions about the album? Having been someone who's you know heard it, are you excited about releasing an album? We are. Yeah, it took, it took us a while. It has. It took yeah. us a little while. So a little bit of behind the scenes. I mean, I've been kind of. Um, we actually featured in Technicolor. I was about to say very much yeah. like Leech. They, you, you guys are on the same. We spoke about Leech a couple of weeks ago, mm. whose album came out is very very good and. They were one of the bands to watch on our second ever podcast that we ever did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we did a podcast very early on just to be like, hey, we know about new bands and mm. these are things that you should look forward to soon. And I believe of all of those bands, you guys are the last to actually release a record, you slow motherfuckers. Um, when was that I podcast? Think, like a year and a half? Uh, it would have been a year and a half ago. Sick, yeah, it was like, sick, oh, there'll be cool. a new album in, there'll be a debut <laughs> album in, in a month's so. time. Yeah. And 18 months later. You can like measure time in months or how many band members yeah, that's went it. through yeah. that time. It's just a different unit of you know measure. And uh, yeah, so uh, we live on our own time. <laughs> but I think it was, I genuinely think it was worth the wait. It's a very, very good record. So, oh, thank yeah, you. Yeah, thank I'm you. I'm very, man. very proud. Um, uh, I said, yeah, then. As in, as if I had anything to do with it. I was like, yeah, thank you, thank you. It's good. You can uh, be in the band if you want, man. Everyone else has been in it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I will. Get um, that theremin out you're chatting about earlier. Yeah, man. We'll yeah, yeah. Steve, so we should talk about this. Steve, we're going to form a band. So Mark, uh, who produced your album, yeah, is Mark a, Roberts. Mark yeah. Roberts is a is a, a prominent uh, producer of many fine bands and also plays in the band Broker. Uh, Broker, fantastic. Who are, who are the Brighton based act and Mark used to play drums in a band called Stufa uh, who my band used to play with uh, and on guitar on Stufa was was Mikey Demas of Skindred fame mm. and when they both our bands split up at the same time and me and Mikey were planning on starting a three-piece band with the drummer from my band me and Mikey where I was going to play theremin and do vocals and we were going to be we described it as a cross between refused <laughs> And yeah. Winnebago deal. Give the people what they don't want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was when Refused were not around, so it was like, well, we can do Refused, can't we? Mm. And then we just thought, that's probably going to be quite How are you going to fit the theremin in? Were you going to like mimic your vocal lines, or was it going to be like chorus, I then solo? Was, I think it was going to be, because we like, it was the sort of time when I was harmonies. Yeah, 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 yeah. massively Dueling theremins. Dillinger and Drowning Man and stuff like that. So I just thought, well, if we have loads of like big riffs, but they're kind of off time a bit, and then we go into like a mad math part, and I'll just go... <laughs> uh, I thought that would be I thought that would make the musician for a whole yeah, album I mean, yeah <laughs> that was wonderful. the plan that yeah. was the plan um, and instead you're doing this yeah, yeah. I'm really Ridiculous. glad you started this <laughs> <laughs> alright uh, yeah we could be like 10 albums deep now 
Could be. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. Yeah. Have, you, have you got a theremin? No, no, I wasn't going to get one. Oh, ah, you're going to go. All right, right. And then Mikey decided decided to join Skinjoint instead. Idiot. So that Absolute idiot. <laughs> Look at him now. <laughs> yeah. Where right. is he now? Um, anyway, on this week's show, we're going to be reviewing the albums from Tame Impala, The Broken Islands, Cavell Attack, Suicide Silence, and Vassa. Yeah, very good. Thank Vassar. you. All right. Um, we should give a shout out to our friends at Musicism. Go to musicism.net where you can sign up for their online tutorials, which will improve your skills as a guitarist, vocalist, and producer. Uh, and uh, they're nine ninety nine a month. They but are. if you put in Riot in capitals in the checkout, you get twenty five percent off. Amazing. Amazing. Absolutely yeah. amazing. Um, also, please do go to our Patreon uh, page, patreon.com forward slash right act podcast. If you feel like just donating a little something <laughs> to, um, I think I might buy a theremin now. So, yeah. um, the old theremin. Uh, just feed fucking cat. <laughs> <laughs> this, this thing looks so skinny. There's no camera here. Well, oh, come she's on. Been Ill. She's, been, yeah. she's been ill. She's not, she had a bad, but now she's up for the fucking mini cheddar. Yeah, she was going she's, from that to Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She, loves, she loves crisps. She's so having a bad time. Renfrey's still naked. <laughs> yeah. Eating crisps off his lap. And, uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, more about our Patreon page. Go over to the Patreon page and we are just about to launch something very cool, aren't we, Renfrey? Yes, we are. We don't actually know if this, these two things will go on Patreon. They might just be put out for free as a little taster Teaser. for what the new tier on our Patreon page will be. At the moment, we're very happy to give you writers review. You suggest an album, we do about half an hour of chat on a record. But um, somebody gave us an idea uh, when, or two people kind of gave us an idea, and I don't have it in front of me, so I can't remember who it is exactly. But thank you to the people who commented when we put up our favourite albums of the decade podcast. Somebody said, I'd love you to do more on Patreon. And we thought, yes, we should definitely do that. So we've been trying to do that. But someone also said, I'd like to hear your favourite albums of all time. Or your top 20 albums of all time. Yeah. And I thought, rather than spunking doing one podcast and going, there you go, there's our favourite 20 albums of all time. Me and Renfrey have compiled a list of, it ended up, mine's 56 albums. Yeah, mine's around the 40 mark, just because you mixed a few of mine, but yeah. Okay, so we've got about 100 records that we're going to do that are our favourite records in the world ever. Ever. And we're going to probably round it around to about sort of 50 each. So one week it'll be one of Renfrey's favourites, next week it'll be one of my favourites. And we've recorded two of them already. One of my picks and one of Renfrey's picks. Renfrey, would you like to say what your first pick was? Uh, My first first pick, and get this guys, was um, Use Your Illusion 2 by Guns N' Roses. Not Appetite for Destruction. No, no, no. Use Your Illusion 2. Very Mm. important album to me. Because uh, it was the album that got me into rock music, so I needed to do something uh, on that. Yeah, absolutely Mm. love it. We spoke for two and a half hours. Mm, It'll probably be about 2.10 when it comes out, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But we did speak for about two and a half hours regarding that album, and we got way, way deep into it. Mm. And then I uh, invited uh, my good friend, our good friend Stroke boss, Merlin Alderslade from yeah. Metal Hammer magazine. Um, Merle came over and we did roughly the same time, two hours. About two hours. About yeah. two hours on Marilyn Manson's Antichrist Superstar. Wow. So those two are going to go out yep. for free. Yep. As a sort of taster as to what we will be doing more with on the Patreon page. I don't know the exact date when it's going to happen yet. Sorry if that sounds vague. I don't know exactly what the tiering system is going to be. We're going to sort it out. But We haven't you, talked about it. We haven't really talked about it. But... <laughs> but that's probably what we're going to do. But those two, first of all, we'll give you some free ones as well because we like we don't really want, yeah. you know, don't want to be like that's very kind holding of on to things and being like, no, you can't give us some money. That's a sh- yeah. 
I mean, you can give us. A you can, but you can't. But yes, but. But or mini cheddars. You, you can't do that. Do you know, like how, like in the start of this, you you were saying we were the last band to put out something for the bands to watch. Yeah. And like, but you guys are basically the podcast equivalent of that. You're like, oh, we've done some things. We don't know when it's going to be out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we don't know if it's here. It's basically watch the space. Well, Steve, Steve has been desperate to announce this. I every just really like the week. idea, and I have to say, the two that we've recorded so far are bloody good. They're very, very. Like, I mean, they they're are better great. than this. Aren't they? <laughs> yeah, they Let's are. be honest. They they are. Better than eating mini cheddars. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I'm having a great time. I'm having a great time. <laughs> but, uh, is this I, Brexit? I'm, <laughs> I'm always, I'm always the guy who's like, okay, let's be sensible. Let's make, let's make sure we've got a couple recorded before we, uh, before we announce stuff. And Steve's always really, really excited about it. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, well, I've been trying to, trying to calm him down. But I relented this week. I said, go on, talk about it. It's fine. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. But we're gonna. The, I think we should probably get those out asap. Yes. So watch this space. Um, Called it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Reading, everyone. Hey, Reading and Leeds festivals announced. Or, or Reading, as Fred Durst pronounced it. Oh, and it. Daniel Johns made a, <laughs> from Silverchair made a hilarious joke. Did hey, he? The Reading. What guy? What books have you got, guys? Now I'm at the Reading Festival. He's like, boo, Silverchair are awful. <laughs> that was the response. I was listening to Silverchair earlier today. Yeah. Fucking love. Great He's got a good voice, hasn't he? He's yeah. great, yeah. Daniel Johns. Mm. I love him. Anyway, yeah. anyway. Um, have you guys seen the Reading lineup? I'm trying to find it. I'm okay. trying to find it. Oh, I've got it. Okay. Um, seen it now. Obviously, the big thing is bizarrely Rage Against the Machine. Oh, I thought you were going to say Liam Gallagher. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Sorry, looking in the wrong. Yeah. Uh, Rage Against the Machine announced as headliners. So we have UK Rage Against the Machine dates too. Um, is that bizarre? I think it is, yeah. Why do you think that? Because it seems oh. weird to me that both Raging Machine and My Chemical Romance are playing UK shows and neither of them are download. That feels weird to me for uh, a start. Mm. I think that's, yeah. especially when you look at the download lineup and it's, you know, Not like a, the hospice. Or Iron Maiden playing. <laughs> yes. It's yeah. a safe bet, isn't it? Yeah. Iron Maiden, <laughs> Kiss and System of a Down are less exciting headliners, I would say, than... My Chemical Romance or a reformed, you know, the reformed My Chemical Romance or the reformed Rage yes. Machine. Um, Whether you're fans of those bands or not. Yeah, I think uh, were you to pick a Rage Machine as headliners as Reading and go, well, we've got them now. That's a very, that's a slightly different direction for the festival. We will fill the main stage with stuff like that. Yeah. I can understand it. Run the Jewels, Slow Tie, fine. Mm. Cortina's, Tom Grennan, no. <laughs> uh, not on the main <laughs> Lady Lesher I have to admit I know nothing about you've got Idols I mean it's not it's actually mm. a pretty good but Idols aren't on the main stage are they yeah Idols on the second stage mm. but they're got... you know they've got that punky kind of it'd be, it'd be wilder on the second stage maybe yeah, yeah more, I, I, more I, intimate I you know I, I, th I mean you know I think it would be it would be a great thing to go from Run the Jewels to Idols to Rage Machine it yeah. seems like a real good run I mean when you put in kind of Black Peaks and Horror and Creeper in there as well totally. um I think there's some good shit on that Sunday. I mean, there's a great run, Gallows, the Bronx and Cancer Bats yeah. on the, the the pit stage. You know, obviously that's, they'll get 40 people. They might as well do the fucking Black Art. The yeah, they'll, get yeah, more yeah. they'll play to more people at the Black Heart in Camden than they will do at Reading. Have either um, of you been to Reading or Leeds recently? Do you know what? I've never been. Never ever? I've never been. 
I don't know why Leeds is on my doorstep. So I have never been. Here. <laughs> um, no, it was I. I was in. I lived in Leeds for six, seven years, but I never, I never went, and I don't know why. I think I missed the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, it's a really odd time going now because when me and Steve were growing up, it was the festival to go to. Right. Yeah. And now it's a very, as a rock fan, I should say. Well, it's mm. it's it's what's popular with young people, and it's always been what's popular with young people. Absolutely, yeah. it's the one it's you always, go to when you're sixteen, seventeen. Yeah, that's the, the festival. It's the zeitgeist. So I, you know, I don't, you know, you look at Liam. I mean, Liam Gallagher. It's weird that lots of young people are like, "Who raised the machine? I wanted Liam Gallagher. Like Liam Gallagher. I'm going for Liam Gallagher." And it's like. I saw some kid going, oh, it's fucking old man shit. <laughs> John Squire's my favourite guitarist. Like, what do you want? To, that's older. That's well, there were some people I made a joke about saying, why do like, people going, oh, well, Don Broco too old for Slam Dunk. Let's put Mott the Hoople. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there was, there was, like, what are you on about? There you? was someone complaining about, um, I don't want to go to Reading and mosh with a load of goths yeah. for what? Rage Against the Machine. And it's mm. like, goths, But then, no. you know... <laughs> Not you know, they 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 don't. The Rage Against Machine are not relevant to. Yeah, they've not been around yeah, since but, but, 2010. But, but hold on, maybe this is my interpretation of it, right? So you're trying to please a crowd that's increasingly young, and you're trying to provide something that's popular. But in terms of reaching this uh, ginormous status of being a festival headliner, there's less and less of that. The way we consume music, the way that people's attention spans have changed. So in the way, those headliners are always going to be those blanket ones that are trying to please everybody. And but not in favorite. not in Reading's case because Reading could take Travis Scott, Kendrick Lamar. Uh, yeah, Reading yeah. could take um, could, could have one had Post Malone last year. Yeah, it's you not know, just they, rock. They can yeah, kind they of yeah. like I mean they've got storms they, 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 they take those hits on the smaller stages. That's why they have them. The you no, know, the idols and and the rest of the bands that are like that. But I think the the big headliner that's kind of bland and in a way tries us to please every like centrism politics. Like somebody who goes from far left <laughs> and tries. To drift into the center just to please everybody and then fucking loses, you know that you know that sort of like. Yeah, I, I mean, actually think you've got a good point there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean it's it's it, this is when you look at it like there. Someone showed that there was a meme of the end scene of Reservoir Dogs where three with three people holding guns to each yeah. other and it had on each character rock fans, indie fans, hip hop fans, and they're all and and the Reading lineup in the middle. And it was like, yeah, that's that's what it is. It's like yeah. you know you've kind of gone. Hey, rock fans, come back to Reading for like an hour. Um, yeah. And, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Liam, like, hey, hey, indie fans, come back and you've got Liam Gallagher and Jerry Cinnamon and then you've got to sort of hang around with a load of people who you think are freaks for the Cortinas. And then you've got the first day with like Stormzy and Migos and, but then they've got All Time Low and Tudor Cinema Club yeah, and as it is with, with it Stormzy. Like, it's a, it's a very confused bill, isn't it? I mean, I get it. I get it. Like, you're trying to go... Nightmare genres, for the sound engineer. Genres don't matter. <laughs> And I, you know, I, if anything, it's been a wake-up call for me this week. It, it is that this Spotify generation that apparently know everything about every all types of music and that don't care about genres. Yes, they fucking do. They're just as tribal and, you know, as, as people ever were. On I Twitter, think. yeah. Maybe, yeah, on yeah. Twitter. I mean, I that's mean, a microcosm, isn't it? Well, you know, I've never seen, a, like, I haven't been to Reading for a few years now, but the, the two, I went for the two days in 16 and 17, and both times... Rock bands just play for so, so just like as a question then, so then you would look at this lineup and you look at those three headliners and what would you try to do if you're trying to, like, to use your words, unite those tribes? Would you get three different headliners of three different genres that are really strong and just piss off like an audience per night? I think the se. headliners are fine. I, I think the headliners are fine. I think it's what it's goes around, around along them. alongside it. I think, you know, there isn't a rock. I mean, the thing yeah, is, is, is yeah. as much as I like Stormzy is massive, obviously. Yeah. Stormzy is a great, is an absolutely brilliant, you know, um, booking, I think. Liam Gallagher, 
I hate to say Liam Gallagher is more relevant than Raising It's Machine, but he's had two solo albums out and they've both gone to number one. Yeah. He's playing multiple nights at the O2. Yeah. He's big enough to be a festival headliner. Um, and he's got Jerry Cinnamon and, and Blocks as well. Like, I actually quite like Blocks. I think yep. we spoke about them. Yep. They're on the same show you guys talked to. It is weird though that the, the Radiance Machine Day doesn't seem to have... I, mean, I think the Stormzy Day is kind of weird as well with Two Door Cinema Club and All Time Low. I think the thing is they used to have like Rock Day... Indie mm, day, day does it, yeah. and and it there isn't a so, solid rock day there. Is yeah, there? it would be so much better if they're. It's almost as if they're trying to get everyone to come for the whole weekend. Because mm. actually, I think if I if I bought a, I mean, not that I would do for and haven't done for a long time, but if I bought a weekend ticket for Reading this year, um, there are enough bands to uh, fulfill. I don't know how much is it now, two hundred and fifty quid, yep. something like that. There's enough bands that are worth seeing, but. I'd much rather have them over one day rather than three days. I mean, if you're 16, 17, 18, that probably isn't what you're thinking. You just want to go and get... You just want to get away from your parents. Yeah, you just <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. which is fair enough, and that's fine. And also, you know. like, you know, I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, even outside of, quote-unquote, Kerrang! Metal Hammer-style bands, you've got Fontaine's DC, you've got yeah. JPEG Mafia, mm. you've yeah. got Danny Brown, Denzel Curry, like... There's sports team, you know. You've, Rex, Orange, Rex Orange County are playing. Yeah, as Rex well, Orange County. I mean, you've got like, like you say, there's good. There's, it's not a bad lineup. It's just obviously, I think for the most part, I don't want to go, and I'm not going for the day to watch Ragent's Machine if they're being subbed by Cortinas. You yeah. Know, while fucking having to sit through. Did Walt you say that? And Tom Grennan, like they're doing a full tour as well. You say that, yeah, they're but they're only doing a couple of dates in the. I think they're doing six dates in Europe and a massive tour in the US with Run the Jewels supporting. Them. Yeah, they've announced. Oh, really? I would love to. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, love to have had a full. You know, them do their own show. Yeah. You know, I would, I would, I would like to see that. I mean, I kind yeah. of feel. I think I've said it on this show before. I've seen it. Do you know what I mean? I've seen it. I saw it in the nineties, and. Uh, I don't need to see. I don't need to see it. Again. But lots yeah, of people was, listening to this happened. I know. A lot of people have we were saying this earlier. Like I was, I was too young. Yeah. I missed the boat. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and not that I'm craving to see Rage. Like they're never one of my favorite bands. But like, if I hadn't seen them and I was a massive Rage fan. Yeah. I would want to see them. Mm. But you, you know, I'm, I might be disappointed. You never know. They might be rubbish. But because I've got no... I haven't seen them before. Totally. And it's know? like, yeah, just as a parallel, for example, you take like a, a legend that's probably going to pass away soon, like Bob Dylan. Obviously, his voice is gone. But would you not want to see him even if in, in this no, state? I would want to see, see Bob Dylan. Uh, same for BB King, for example. He's he's gonna check out. Not a lot left there. It's like, I know he doesn't have the same playing and the same fiery attitude as he had before, but... Man, like just 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 to have a chance to grasp that legend while they're still there and they're still alive. I know it's not quite the same, but yeah, to use okay, that parallel. I, I mean, I would argue that. I, I, yeah, I mean, I think people. I think people can get seduced by that. I remember people saying when System of a Down came back to um, download in 2011, and some I was talking to somebody who was like, "Oh, they were amazing." I was like, "They were dreadful. They were dreadful." But then it, they were so unlike the band that I saw fucking opening for Slayer. Do you know what I mean? They yeah. were so they were a million miles away from that, and I was like, "Yeah, you know, I guess if you just waited ten years to see it, mm. yeah, maybe you would think that's good." But at the same time, someone like like Black Sabbath now, it's like I, I think I said it a few weeks ago. Like, if Black Sabbath came back, would I want to see Black Sabbath? Yes, of course. Would I think I was going to get anything good? Definitely not. Yeah, and but then at that point, it's like, well. I've got the record. I don't know. Like I, I think this kind of this constant wheel of nostalgia. There are better things going on now mm. 
done Rage Against the Machine. But it was like, mm. you, you've noted that difference of like, Renfrey said, there's loads of people that weren't there for that. And it's mm. like, but you also grow up and you change, right? So like, we've mentioned briefly in passing how festival headliners and bands don't become as huge and as significant and therefore don't have the platform to spread that message. A 17-year-old right now might not have an equivalent to Rage Against the Machine. And they might fetishize about this past where that meant something and music was a true art form. And that's... The last it's like going to a museum rather than going to a rock show but, but i think they do have i mean i would you know you, if you put raising the screen up against stormzy stormzy is far more relevant and just as revolutionary and just as dangerous and just as exciting and it's just as galvanizing oh, i wouldn't debate that i think you're spot on man as but... just as, as you know and i you know i like i don't want to turn, i wouldn't turn around to a kid or anyone and just be like get your own music like, do you know what I mean? I would, yeah, I would, no, no, that's, that's mine. Like, Rage of the Machine were mine, and you've got yours, and I've got mine. Like, I get what you're saying. I think it is important to obviously respect the lineage and the, the legacy of stuff, but something about going to see something like, particularly when particularly when it's a band like Rage Against the Machine or System of a Down or At The Drive-In or Refused, when they stood for something. You're talking about was, bands with like uh, integrity. Yeah, well, with bands who kind of stood away from, I mean, I feel like I've banged this drum really hard, but yeah. I don't really get, yeah, I don't really get, I'm not offended by Motley Crue reforming because everyone knew, know that, knows their hacks. Yeah, they're yeah, fucking yeah. you know they're money grabbing hacks fuck it let them have their yeah. shitty Vegas bullshit like I don't care but I don't want Rage Against Machine to do that because they actually were like Fugazi what I can't I can't tell you what I told no, you can't, no. I cannot tell you what I told you <laughs> Fugazi the other day like, I'll tell you guys alright man just to be devil's avocado again and not to <laughs> take it from the from the perspective of the audience what if you just putting yourself hypothetically in the shoes of that artist who's gone through that and then taken years and years off do you not have the right to re-perform and oh the, there goes the kitty sure <laughs> that's Remfrey getting dressed everybody uh, but I mean don't you have a, if you wanted to after you left this legacy and you've done that shouldn't you have a right to perform this for you've a new generation right. yeah of course you have yeah of course you've got the right and if Regent's Machine t the thing is it's uh, like so much of it depends on, like to me Faith like Faith No More are the the fucking the bullseye oh, there, of, of of how you reform you come back you do some amazing shows and you you release a great album and then that's you it. That's it. they've got the yeah. album that's what you need you need a yeah. good album and then, good then, album, then you're back you know? in and it's great yeah. Easy, easier said than done though yeah of course it's, for sure of course yeah. it's easier said yeah. than done but there are there are a few examples around about of bands who reformed and and you know I think like when when Faith the More came back they did the album they toured the record and then they sort of went well we toured the record we don't really have a new one yeah we're just going to go away and now they're coming back i just think they'll come back and they'll do another album and it'll probably be really good well and if, so, if so they far don't, so far they've said that they don't have any new material yeah but they didn't well, when they bands never lie do they these are might be one of your bands to watch then <laughs> <laughs> Keep an eye on those guys. Face no more on um, Yeah, that album's not out next week, yeah. by the way. It's total. We're headlining that tour just here. Now. <laughs> but I don't know. I think yeah, everyone's got a right to do what they want to do. But I think um, ultimately, uh, the protection of your legacy, like the the quality, as Stuart Lee says, year after year, continually decreasing the quality of your own obituary. I think that is like <laughs> that is very, you know. Uh, I, mean, it's, I, it's, I would care about it's that. eloquent and it's beautiful but you don't live for your obituary if you're that artist don't no, you, you maybe live not, for your but art I, I mean look I, well I said it earlier when we when we sort of teased this 
why can't everyone just be John Deacon? <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, yes. yeah. John Deacon, the main di- guy died and he was like, see you then. And he'd never fucking come back. And I respect the shit out of that. Kaius would never come back. Fugazi, even though they're still mates and they are still mates, mm-hmm. they, ain't, they ain't coming back. And you missed it. You missed it. Like, tough tea. Yeah. Tough tea. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> I can get that reference. Might be amazing. Do you know what? Rage might be great. The only reason I think that like, you see Profits of Rage and you just go, fuck I'll man. say this. I saw them at the free show at Finsbury Park um, and they were fucking stellar. They were yeah, fucking 10 amazing. 10 years ago. It was 10 years ago, but, you know, they are... I, I, I think they might be excellent. Mate, I'm, they probably will be good. Very, really, really great live, probably. Yeah. Uh, and I think if you've never seen them before, sort of taking Vlad's point, I think mm. if you've never seen them before, you are unlikely to be disappointed because mm. it's like, finally, I get to see this thing which I never thought I'd get to see. Yeah. But if you're old fogies like us and you saw them back in the day, you're always going to compare it to that memory of them. And also your memory is always going to, your memory's going to fill in blanks which maybe weren't there. Yeah, and drugs, were, drugs were a lot stronger. <laughs> <back then. laughs> and yeah. you know, you're going you're gonna to remember it probably better than it actually was. Well, I see, this is where I, you got YouTube now, right? True. You can Google, Wait, what's that? you can go on YouTube. And, <laughs> Something you'll never be on, lad. <laughs> you can, you can oh. go on um, YouTube and you can type in System of a Down, Oldsfest 97, and you can see with you your own fucking yeah, eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. you can also watch now. porn, but it's not quite the same fucking thing, is it? Yeah, like, you can, <laughs> what I'm saying is you can watch System of a Down from 2017, and then you can watch them from 1997, and you can objectively go, oh yeah, they're not as good as they used to be. Like, objectively. They're not, yeah. they're miles away. Yeah. So... You know, I think that, that that's a nice tool in going. Yeah, was I right about that? Yeah, well, they, they are, Red, right. Rage at Ready Ninety Six is on YouTube, mm. and you can watch. You're it. spot yeah. on, and yeah. it's probably a better performance. It's definitely a better performance and delivery. But that feeling that you'll never get from watching a video, and that those kids could get from seeing it for the first time, I think that them coming back and potentially ruining their obituary a little bit more, I think it's worth every moment for everybody else that will connect with it who might not have such a relevant political voice yeah. like Rage. And you were there in 96 at Reading, so mm-hmm. watching it on YouTube, um, no, it's not only watching a video to you, it's evoking memories and it's bringing back things which are, oh God, inside of you. <laughs> yeah, but, but it is, you know, and, and so it's a different But even like Ross Kilda 94 and stuff, you watch it and then you watch the 2010 and you're like... You know, that is better. I think even you Sure, know, dude, like, I was shot. five. I lived in Argentina or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, something. It's just not an option. <laughs> something. <laughs> but anyway, look, look, I, if they turn up and they kill it, obviously, they'll be fucking brilliant. Um, but I think, you know, there's a kind of a, a fetishizing of the past in rock music, which... Uh, I, I think it's a you know it's a problem it's definitely a problem oh yeah we've talked about it loads on on here obviously mm. and um you know i mean it it's, it's doesn't look like it's gonna stop anytime soon but right, until you it? let the the other bands come through and be those new headliners well that's what we moan about that is that that the rock is so you know you've got your iron maidens you kiss your metallic yeah. and stuff mm. no one's taken that spot yet no one's been allowed to take that spot yet because yeah. everyone wants that headliner you know well, that's that's the public that, on it that is you know? the drum that we're constantly banging yeah. um and it's uh it's irritating but that but the music industry's hand is going to be forced uh, within 10 years because those bands are going to die what, <laughs> it, yeah, what yeah. it needs is an album to come out soon that just 
blows shit up massively. That's what it needs. It needs something mm. like Slipknot. It needs something like... So give us some money you know. so Steve can buy that theremin. And, uh, <laughs> yes, and, and, that and the road. it'll come out. Um, so, yeah. Vlad, uh, also on a mission to break oh. the land speed record for going to the toilet during a podcast. And we're on one. I should moment. I should say no, that um, in Technicolor refused to do this podcast unless beer was bought. Yeah. Uh, so um, yeah, this might be. Uh, Steve's not drinking, but mm-hmm. everyone else is. So this might be. Yeah. Uh, I'm like Bill Grundy, and you're the Sex Pistols. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Exactly. <laughs> Sweet mouth. Um, <laughs> still naked. Uh, on the on the Reading tip, continuing on the Reading tip, uh, I saw something today on Twitter that I thought I'd bring up from um, Matt Healy from the 1975 uh, got into a chat. With Guardian journalist Laura Snapes. Now you've probably seen, as as happens every single festival ever, somebody will go, "Here's the lineup without some this, the representation of women yep. or people of color, like what who whatever they decide to choose." In this case, it was this is you know um, all the men taking off the the red in lineup, yep. and so you really see a poster with the names with like four names, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it wasn't it wasn't very many, but. Um, uh, which is weird because I then somebody then tweeted in the last twenty years the only band with a woman into headline reading was Paramore in two thousand fourteen. The and only. Yep. Yeah. And they were like, oh yeah, imagine <laughs> how it's so, it's so yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> um, and and I was and I thought that's weird because if you go back to the, just the nineties, you had the Pixies, you yeah. had uh, Garbage, you had New Order, you had Bjork, you had. Uh, I, but no, so you subbed. Um, you had Pulp did it in two thousand. Yeah. Um, there are. Did I say Smashing Pumpkins? You didn't. No, I didn't no. say Smashing Pumpkins as well. Pixies and uh, Pixies. Pixies and there was something. The only else. one not drinking. And the Cramps <laughs> and the Cramps as well. Yeah. So in the nineties, mm. I mean, that's like out of ten years, that's ten. Yeah. So you know, it was yeah, ten for ten. So even when people weren't making a thing about it, it seemed to happen back then. It's weird that it's not that way now. But anyway, Laura Snapes uh, from the 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 Guardian tweeted this, and Matt Healy uh, went, "Oh yeah, bad in it, really, really bad." And um, Matt, she, Matt Heafy or Matt Healy? Matt Healy, not Matt Heafy not from Matt Trivium. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, no, sorry, no. Yeah. easy to. In my head, it's too. Matt Heafy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not Matt Heafy. Um, You'll get us uh, in trouble. <laughs> she said, she tweeted back to him and said, add a condition to your rider that says you'll only play festivals that commit to X percent, um, open brackets, ideally 50% of acts that include women and non-binary performers. And he replied, quote treating her, saying, take this as me signing this contract. I have agreed to some festivals already that may not adhere to this and I would never let fans down who already have tickets. Lovely little get out clause from him there. Um, but from now on, I, I will and believe this is how male artists can be true allies and then he put a heart emoji. Um, so, I just—if you're a man and you're listening, to, if you've got a scrotum and you're listening to this, please form a band and get on a festival bill so that the 1975 never, do never play again. any festivals ever again. You guys um, have a little bit of—I um, um, mean, obviously on a far, far, far smaller scale though, because there's a small pond, the Bad Pond Festival, mm-hmm. which you guys help. Yeah, with. we're part of the Key Change um, Momentum. Oh, not Momentum. Making it up. The, the, the key change initiative, which yeah, is the 50-50. Yeah, exactly, and, yeah. It's, and, and it's a goal in time as well. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, I, I know I know you were say, saying that uh, um, as a joke there, but it's like 
you know, with with the internet, you have this sort of sense if you call somebody out on it and it's out there, that that kind of becomes the truth. And maybe his response is a good thing, you know, like yeah, uh, yeah. maybe if he commits to that social contract that he's done publicly and it could cost him, like maybe that's a positive thing. You know, there's official um, initiatives and there's ways to make the world better. But even if it comes from a tweet and in a way like this, you know, it, it still could be a positive thing. Well, I mean, if that's obviously if 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 that ends up being what he does. I mean, the thing is, we spoke. It's a big if, personally. I said, yeah, I mean, to, to be, it's sorry, obviously, to be I cynical, think, but I think it's a big, big if. But, yeah, but, but let's, let's say that it's not. Yeah, right? okay. let's take him absolutely at face value, like you say, and that ends up being something that he does. Uh, I mean, from like from my perspective, I mean, it's not really something I look at. That's not the first thing I look at when I look at a festival lineup. But I definitely know. I mean, you could. I could. I know I could put a festival bill together that I would love to go to. That's just um, that has no sort of bands that are just made up of men. Yeah. In it, like easily, absolutely. Yeah. Comfortably, I could definitely. I could fill a three-day mm. stage, but right, that wouldn't be a problem at all. Mm. Um, but I mean, there's a difference between fancy lineups and and when our bands actually touring and when yeah, yeah exactly. So well. it's the difficulties of yeah, you just know just from bad man. You can ask. 50 bands that you're like that's the lineup I want and you know it could yeah. be 50 50 or all women or men whatever but, but 49 of them are going to say no nah, I can't yeah. do it and yeah. then you're like oh, shit all right yeah. you find some other bands and it's like it's not you don't always get the band you want yeah. you know it's not as simple as that it's like it is it, it's you know it's difficult it, well it's, it's a more deeply rooted problem than that as well isn't it because yeah. for, for for many many decades for lots and lots and lots of reasons women have uh, there's been a lot of women who have felt uncomfortable getting into um, being in a band um, because they haven't had role models to... to I, I mean, this is how I understand it anyway, because they haven't had role models who have been up there doing it themselves. I don't know if that's strictly the reason why there are fewer women in rock music. No, no I, I think that's the reason. But I think that the more prominent issue is really women who work within the music industry. Because mm. like, you could still have you know, a front woman, pe- female-formed bands in the past, even though there's a prevalent masculine, almost like a, a wall put up against it. But, yeah. but, but I think that we, we've recently submitted a, a small pond, an application for an arts council project to get more women involved in sound engineering and audio production. Because we came across a stat that said 97% of audio engineers who are employed as such in the UK are male. And yes. that is yeah. insane. I mean, uh, I know that live music faces an issue, and I don't want to minimize it by hijacking the conversation, but it's all aspects of what makes music you know, possible to fans, to, to bands, to podcasters, to anybody. And I think that that, that issue is so, so much deeper than just on stage. And it's, it's oh, a hard one to fix. yeah. But there's this weird thing where, like, I don't know how to, I don't know if I'm going to explain this very well, but there's almost this thing where like women aren't even encouraged to go into something like audio engineering because Mm. there's this old um, point of view that it's seen as a quote unquote male job, a male Mm. thing. And I don't know where that's come from. I don't know why it is, but I think the reason why we're in this situation now is because of that old way of thinking well just um, to sort of pick up on that very quickly i don't want to give too much of a like derail it to be like oh you should listen to something else i did but if people and i do another podcast that i do on and off that i just doing before christmas called we are the road crew which sort of talks yeah. to people within um sound engineering and people who work backstage at right. music events and i actually did one episode six if you want to go and listen to it with hannah broderick who's worked as a sound engineer for noel gallagher for raising speed on for um 
uh, Godspeed You Black Emperor, amongst others. Oh, right. And I thought that chat was really, really interesting that I had with her. And she brought that up and said, you know, um, she's actually started a, uh, a sort of organization where girls who work in, you know, road crew uh, yeah. and sound engineering stuff can actually go and they, they like meet up and in a pub and stuff and actually sort of get to know each other because she is just like it's so you bump into one it's like oh my god look <laughs> yeah yeah it must be yeah. it must be it must be like yeah that's excellent that's mm. awesome i hadn't heard of her i didn't know about that mm. i must check that out yeah um but um yeah i don't know i i feel like there's been um a weird invisible force which is um made a lot a lot of women feel uncomfortable about going into it which is something which we have to eradicate by having these sorts of initiatives and things like that I, I, to be honest i think it's an incredibly complex problem which goes way beyond that that's just a, a gross oversimplification of why we are in this situation now if but i can grossly oversimplify it a little bit as well because what i just said about the 90s and when i think also talking about subheadlining acts you had you know Charlotte Hathaway and Ash yeah. and L7 and Bathed in the Toilet. And when I think of the Slick the red, when I think of the red in lineup that I used to go to from the sort of mid to late nineties, every day you'd have I would think like Kanicki, the Donners. Like there were a lot. I like Republica. I remember seeing as well. Um, you know, Hole. Hole. Oh, that was weird. Yeah, Hole as well. And um, <laughs> they're going to fuck later, Rem. I don't. I don't, <laughs> I don't think Sorry. Kitty ever. Played Reading, to be honest, but no, yeah, my ruin. Did. I'm sure Kitty played Reading. Don't think so. Okay, fine. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, uh, <laughs> they might have done. But anyway, um, I do remember being uh, there. Would there would often that would often be a thing, and when you look at it now and you go, "Fuck me," there really, there really isn't at all. Um, but that was grunge, you know, grunge. Grunge was a was the first time rock, and yeah. grunge, which mm. then turned into Britpop, and we were talking about Liam Gallagher and all that. like that. I mean that the that was mass that was not not even masculine but just that was that was laddie well, new metal yeah. was but also jockey. go back as well and go back to like you know the la kind of scene with like yeah. all, all the motley crew and the kiss yeah. that was 100% males yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. you think yeah. like the last few years i've had eminem and people like you know as much as i enjoy eminem's early work he's said some <laughs> pretty horrific things yeah, in his yeah. time hasn't he well i guess that's it there are certain scenes where um <laughs> for whatever reason uh, women don't feel welcome. I mean, I can totally understand why women wouldn't have felt welcome in the hair metal glam <laughs> scene, frankly. It wasn't the most welcome scene, <laughs> well, was it? You know, they were welcome to do some things, but <laughs> being in a band is not fucking Edit this the fuck out, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, you know, and I suppose it's just sort of encouraging those scenes that are... I mean, I mean, scenes don't really exist anymore, though, anyway, so this... No, no, that's true. It's I think you say that, and then the Reading lineup just goes oh, and shows how tribalistic people still can be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're pioneering the sensible rock uh, yeah. scene, so... Yes, mm. 9 to 4.30. Uh, 9 to 4.30. Nine to 4:30. Yeah. <laughs> just go and Half take an the hour last... lunch break? Half an yeah, hour. Yeah, yeah. Eat, eat, eat your desk. Uh, sneak in a poo um, around 11, 11 11 o'clock. Yeah. Uh, I'm morning poo, man. Yeah, but you, I always go twice. Great, cool. Uh, I mean, I'm quite drawn on this because, on one hand, I think you know stuff like those initiatives are like that you're doing a great. And I spoke to Hannah, I was like, yeah, yeah, that's great. And I, I mean, I think no one wants tokenism in their festival lineups. No, so I think it's thing, difficult yeah. to kind of immediately just people on the internet will just knee jerk react like you're saying. You might have asked twenty bands that are all you know sort of female fronted or, or kind of driven by uh, a sort of 
female personality and then the one band you can get is the the, the three guys or whatever yeah. um so yeah i can understand that but then on the other hand as well i don't want the 1975 at festivals so yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> you're stuck between a rock and a hard place aren't you really yeah can I can I try to go on a tangent a little bit? And of course, you can talk about poo again. Not currently. I mean, if it completely <laughs> fucking nosedives, just just edit this shit out. But like, you know, don't you think this is a these festival bills and what we're talking about here are a reflection of a larger society? We don't go from music to the rest of society. Music reflects what is happening in our society, and there is that general trend towards uh, consumerism, towards commercial products that were viable. And then there was this drive from the early 2000s, you know, uh, you know and, and there onwards where uh, demand was, you know, king above everything, whether it was, I mean, you yeah. see this on a grander scale with environment, how we treat it with any other product. So music started reflecting it. And now we're trying to introduce this ethical consumption uh, concept, right? It's still going to be a product. This ticket is still going to be 250 bucks, but it's okay to consume it if we put this fucking spreadsheet out and we balance it. Like, do we, uh, this is probably a reflection of a broader, broken, or mis malfunctioning society mm. than rather looking at as, the only reason I bring this up and try to put this, like, this holistic fucking, I just smoked the hash joint approach to it, is, is that <laughs> we were trying to microcosm, like, we're trying to f uh, solve a symptom of, uh, that's caused by something else. So I think that exactly. when you're having these, yeah. these chats, it's like, it's all fine and dandy to have them. And it's great that there is these initiatives and we're addressing them. But the problem to be addressed is like you got to treat the cause, not the symptoms. So I think we need to ask. And as musicians, especially, you know, and as much as I love our band, we're a small band. We're just at the beginning of our journey. There's huge bands like Rage Against My Machine and bands that are playing Reading that could use their platform to try to drive this more broad and important change that could hopefully then bring these this rest of the things that we're talking about to fall into place. Mm. Despite sounding like a stoner, you've made the point that I was trying to make far more eloquently than mm. I was trying to make it. So well done. Like, still good. naked. Oh, He's still yeah, naked. Talking up about um, <laughs> how kind of consumeristic the, I mean, the music industry at this point is shit in itself because it doesn't sell fucking anything. Yeah. So it's like, mm. we just get, get the tropes of the, let's get the fucking easy sell. And the easy sell is, little is a pretty dude with an acoustic guitar and it stood up there on his own oh, what, how fucking easy is that to just stick some like you know high cheekbone <laughs> asexual chap with an acoustic guitar singing love songs like, and, and who's oh, yeah. massive <laughs> Who, who's massive like Ed Sheeran yeah. is, fucking, yeah. is like the biggest fucking star in the Sheeran? world <laughs> <laughs> yeah. who are you thinking of <laughs> who's here in your head or, or I mean you I know, know but, but even like you look at that fucking you look at the lineup Tom, people like Tom Grennan and uh, and Jerry Cinnamon and like you know it's it's just it and Sam Fender it's yeah, the yeah. stuff that's been done and done and done and done and now it's like we'll give you more of the things that we knew you already loved ages ago Yep. Um, yeah, bummer. <laughs> That's the end now. That's the footnote on that chat. Bummer. 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 Anyway, uh, speaking of moving on to, to good music, let's do some reviews. Oh, well, the first one isn't good, is it? But okay. Well, hey, oh. spoiler. Um, it, was, it was my favourite. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. It, was, uh, it was the best record you've sent us, the Tame Impala record. Dave and I both agree. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> it's going to um, be a good chat. Well, let's do these, ba let's do these, um, uh, do these back to back, do together, right? So basically what we have here is we have the new album from Tame Impala. It's called The Slow Rush. It's the fourth studio album from the Australian multi-instrumentalist Kevin Parker, a.k.a. 
Tame Impala and his post psychedelic indie prog music. Um, I don't really know much about Tame Impala apart from that they are massive, right? They're yeah, O2 Arena. They're headlining all points east this summer. They won the Brit Award for Best International Band in 2016. Their last two records have both been nominated for the alternate, Best Alternative Album at the Grammys and both of their previous two records have won Rolling Stones Album of the Year. But he says he doesn't know much, but he like, I <laughs> yeah, knew that nothing about that. I've not heard these records. I know uh, nothing about the actual oh, content gotcha, of gotcha, the music, gotcha. okay. but I am aware that they are big. Yes. Um, and and to give a, uh, a peek behind the curtains, uh, this was not on the album review schedule, which I tend to look over. And then you came to me, Steve, and just said... Just because they're such a significantly yeah, large yeah, band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you think, said, I think they're a really big band and I think we should cover them. Um, and uh, I listened to the record and... Well, I don't... Mm, I don't want your opinion either, not yet, because we're tagging, we're tag team in this review which is a new thing that we're going to start doing. I also want to talk, as we talk about this, I want to talk about the Broken Islands at the same time. So they have an album out called Masquerade. It's the second album from the Canadian sextet that describe themselves as a band that amalgamate elements of shoegaze, post-rock, trip-hop, and any other number of dark wave permutations at the same time. And I feel like we should talk about these records as a pair. Well, I was about to say the reason why we're tagging. Oh, right. Them. Okay. Yeah, so, so the reason was, is so... Um, this is going to be a bit of a spoiler, but I listened to the Tame Impala record and I turned around to you, Steve, and I said, Steve, this record is shit. I don't want to cover it. It's boring. I have nothing interesting to say about it at all. Um, it's rubbish and boring. What's the point of covering it? And then I brought this band, The Broken Islands, to you. Uh -huh. And I said, I think sonically, there are a lot of similarity. I don't think that they're, they're not the same genre. They're different bands, uh, you know, like totally different genres, stuff like that. But I think in terms of sonic... Um, the sonic place that they sit in. Yep. I think there are a lot of similarities. I said, this mm -hmm. is a band who are fantastic, but, you know, no one knows about it. I think we should bring these guys to people yep. so that they know about them. And um, you made the astute point that Tame and Parler are massive, and uh, maybe we could do it as a sort of double-header thing to say, well, Tame and Parler are rubbish, but you should listen to this instead. Yeah, I mean, in is a nutshell, yeah. that's how I feel as well. Although, although, hello. Uh, could we just jump in and just just for the rest of the show, because we didn't do a disclaimer, just um, we're, everything that follows is just our opinions. It's not objective reviews of any albums. We are oh, not you. journalists. We're just musicians. <laughs> Anything that's said on this podcast is not meant to. Don't don't fucking tweet at me. Don't don't send me a message. Do you have I yeah, I do. Oh, nice. I, I've done three tweets. Uh, Sick, man. Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps. That's cool. Yeah. Welcome to the future. Yeah. Um, so, so basically, yeah, th 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 I just wanted to kind of excuse myself before. I, it's hard because you, you try to be honest as well about your opinion, and I don't want uh, my opinion to offend anybody, so I'm just going to say this now. Okay. I'm going to cut that out, by the way. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> still naked. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so shall we um, go? Yeah, it's interesting. So it. Tame Impala, uh, what, are you guys fans? Are you familiar with Tame Impala? I, I really like Tame Impala, yeah. Oh, uh, right. Currents, their last album was... Just honestly, just on a sonic level, the production's incredible. It's it's interesting. It's different. It's not like all the other stuff. Some of the bass lines are incredible. He's got a really and he produces it himself. I think yeah, yeah he himself. Does. Yeah. Um, so he's just he's quite a unique artist in that sense. I yeah. think. Um, and yeah, he's just he's kind of pushing those boundaries in that in that genre. It's, he's kind of started his own little genre. I think like him and um, Unknown Mortal Orchestra, those kind of guys. 
They've just got something special going on there. It's nice. I yeah, don't know. this is probably like their worst record, and probably they, they've had an incredible trajectory. And I, and this is again based an opinion based on just a couple of listens, maybe two or three to each mm-hmm. of the albums yeah. that you guys sent that yeah. you wanted to compare in the way that you guys described. But and I I think the production was quite odd, but the songwriting is undeniable. The 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 way that it flows, I think it, there's still something in it, and it's it's just from what you guys sent us was just miles ahead the best songwriting album even though you guys already sent the email saying how shit it was and that you wanted to slap it up <laughs> God. Uh, I'm coming in here to tell you yeah, I did, yeah. how okay. frustrating it was to listen to the other album that you thought that was better uh, and uh, yeah so so the was, Broken Island so you listened to, so you listened to the Broken Islands because I had absolutely no for, really for both bands I had no context or no no strong feelings either way. I'm not mm. a fan of Tame Impala, like I said, I don't know anything about them really, yeah. uh, other than they're massive. Broken Islands, I didn't know anything about them either. Were you aware of? No, I'd never no, heard of the no, band no, before. Okay. Show as as, we, as we record this, they have less than a thousand likes on Facebook. So okay, so totally different. Canadian band, Canadian yeah, band, from yeah. Vancouver. Yeah. From Vancouver. Yeah. 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 So you, but you brought them in, Renfrey. So yeah. presumably you have been aware of them for a little while. Um, only only a couple of weeks. Um, but uh, Jock from Arc Tangent made me aware of this band. Okay, um, so yes, I'm aware of them through that. Yeah, I mean for me. And I think for you as well, quite the opposite. Uh, I really, really like the Broken Islands record. In fact, I would go as far as to say it's, I mean, it's comfortably my favourite record of the week. Yeah, I'd probably um, say that as well. And it's comfortably my favourite record of the week. And it is probably about, for, for things that have already been released, it's probably in my top five records released of the year. Wow. Whoa. I mean, it is only so the train ticket, Dave. Too late to go to the toilet. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, 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 I haven't really thought about it in terms of albums of the year, but in terms of um, th- it's easily my favourite album of the week. Mm-hmm. I mm. think um, there's an emotion to the broken. Like when I listen to the Tame Impala record, I don't feel anything. I can, I can appreciate that it's well put together and the fact that it's one guy and it's all sort of. It is really well produced. You're absolutely mm. right, Dave. It is really, really well produced. But I'm going to pick up on that in a second about mm-hmm. the production, if you don't mind. But but on. I think but I think I don't think it is to be honest. No, it sounds, it sounds like a bit of a tin can for a half oh, the, the half the album. Uh, the toms, I mean, it's, it's great, man. Some of the sub, the best. I think it's the worst album that they've made. So, sorry, uh, it's not. It's not my um. It's not my favorite album for sure. But it's yeah, just comparatively, I guess. Oh, yeah. Sorry, go on. Yeah, yeah. In terms of the production, right? Because my first initial thought of it was well okay oh god doesn't it sound nice but then i found myself i found myself and like i'm talking about sonically production wise doesn't this sound lush and but i found myself like when we first started this podcast and we were coming in there were bands they're not you know 1975 yeah chucking a lot of money at stuff we talked about mumford and sons as well we talked about paul weller album we talked about bands who are huge who are throwing who are just throwing a lot of money yeah at producers mm. and making their album sound sonically amazing i think coming from a place where we do where we listen to a lot of punk rock and a lot of heavy metal those bands don't tend to do that anywhere near to the same degree as a band like tame impala or mm. the 1975 would do most metal bands don't have the finances the resources or the imagination really to yeah. to, to to give themselves a sonic platter of that magnitude right so i was like you know when we heard the, when i had the national album i was like which has got great songs 
and the production is incredible. Yeah. I was like, this is the shit I've been waiting to hear. Yeah. So brilliant, right? But it's got to the point now where I just think, yeah, they're all. It's just that's a. It's a. It's a trope. Like this. This record, you know, the the Tame Impala album to me, production wise. It's the same as every other band with shitloads of money are doing. I think this is. I personally, I'd be curious to know what you guys think of this, but I personally didn't feel like there was any substance to the Tame Impala record. No, I, 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 I give you that. I think it is a lot of. It kind of meanders, and it kind of it does wash You've over you. Taking a the bit. word meandering straight from my brain. That's yeah. exactly meanders how I feel is, right. is, is, is then, a very good. Record. Yeah, but I think it's. Is that, I don't think it works as an album. Right, but okay. I think there's tracks on it that you listen in solo, and it's like that's a cool tune. Okay. Like there's a, I can't remember the name of the single now. Uh, Lost uh, in Borderlines is one. Uh, uh, the it might second be time. Holiday, something holiday. <laughs> the uh, second. Anyway, it, it starts with a cool Tom Phil, yeah. mm. listeners. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's I, again. I don't think it works as an album. I think it does wash over you, and it's definitely not his best album. It, if I was going to say check out Tame Impala, I wouldn't recommend this album. Right, okay. It's um, usually Currents that people go to, isn't and it? And the one before um, as well, the, the one with Elephant on, I think you would have heard that tune. Yeah, uh, probably. I mean, that rings It was on a lot of adverts. And stuff, it wouldn't have right? escaped it, was, it rather. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. Sex on Fire with Kings of Leon. It was like oh, God. everywhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like yeah. herpes. Yeah, literally, yeah, it was like VD, yeah. Herpes um, is everywhere. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> <laughs> um, Your herpes. Uh, Renfrey's still naked. Yeah, good, yeah. Uh, we've got a name for the podcast, haven't we? Um, I think... Uh, oh, fuck, you've put me off. Glad you fucked well, well, I'm, I'm sorry, but but yeah, yeah. In in that in that sense, it's not even like I, I think. Just I took a little bit of offense to your comment there, like saying it's just an, another band with loads of money to throw at it. And I, I think that most of that album would have, uh, and I'm speculating, most of this album would have been recorded probably in his private studio, which he has built. It was Kevin Kevin Park, the the studio he just is done it in Kevin the, Parker's yeah, home studio. Yeah. So so I don't I think that that's like he's an artist, and he could have albums that are better or worse. And this one's definitely worse compared to everything that he's done before. But there is something undeniable in his songwriting that doesn't appear on any of the other albums. And there's a re and you know it is like I think sorry to publicly say what you say in emails. You said it's just some <laughs> hipster shit. Yes. And and there is an extent to it that people who were you know five six seven years ago who were you know those people with the rolled up fucking jeans and their tall yeah, socks yeah, yeah. and they were writing they listened to that and now it's moved on and they've moved on with it and they still listen to that not like the the Kerrang and Metal Hammer bands that moved on and are not irrelevant this is a songwriter who can write songs people will be along for the journey and he'll have worse or better records but he is going to be going for ages and it's not just a matter of money. That, well, that other record, Suicide Silence. Yeah, yeah, man, you can fucking throw all the money you want at that, and it's still gonna sound like it, like it does. Well, we'll you know, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but, no, but what I'm saying is, is stylistic. I, to me, it sounds like what I thought was good production. I now think is just style over. Maybe not style over substance, but a stylistic decision. Totally, man. And but but that's that's your mind in a way rebelling against the norm. And music is always that. There's always the equivalent of punk. There's too much of something, so the the thing that's the exact opposite is now exciting, and that's the new. And then you overdo it, and that saturates the scene. And then you want the other. Th it's a con it's a consistent journey of never being fully satisfied and being human and sonically requiring that new thing in your palate. Mm. So it's like. Uh, yeah, that and after a while, the thing that you're saying will sound old. And yeah, but I get that. I get that. But I think if if the record was 
of, you know, I will go back to the national record, which I think sits in a similar sort. And, you know, in fact, I will talk, bring up the other album that we're reviewing, the Broken Islands album, which to me doesn't, does sound, uh, doesn't sound as modern if you like. It doesn't sound Yeah, it sounds dated already. It sounds 90-ish from the beats to the production to everything on it. Sounds, it sounds dated already uh, in well, a way. Well, I, I think it sounds reminiscent of a lot of things that I really like, put it that way, right? And, you know, so this some is, people this might call it how dated. Those boards are loaded. Reminiscent is quite nice. Dated is quite not. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Interestingly, yeah, you're I think... both saying the same thing, but, <laughs> but one's putting a positive spin around, yeah. one's putting a negative spin around. Yeah, but because yeah, yeah, yeah. to me, um, if your songs are good, uh, you, you know, you, it doesn't, it won't really, like, if those songs are great and those sounds, there's something timeless about, I mean, fucking hell, you mentioned Bob Dylan earlier. Does Bob Dylan sound dated? I mean, you could go, oh yes, it sounds right. I mean, he sounded dated on his first album. Yeah, that was his yeah. thing, wasn't it? But, <laughs> but you're not going to not, you don't care because yeah, yeah, those songs yeah, are songs fucking are amazing. Just, yeah, it's genuine right? and honest and you feel yeah. something. And I'm not saying, I don't, for one second, I am not, tearing into the Tame Impala album in a sense of going um, he's not an artist and this is bullshit and what I felt was I don't think either of us are is, no. is what, I, what I felt about it was is that there is not enough there to hold my attention hmm. beyond the fact that it sounded lush to me yeah. The last yeah. song, no, yeah. I, I give you yeah. that. The last sure. song, yeah, no, sure. and weirdly, you know for an album which you said meandering Dave and I think meandering is the word Ironically, my favourite song on the record by uh, lapping all the other songs is One More Hour, the last song, which is seven minutes long. Yeah. And it's the only one where I went, okay, well, you, like, I don't know, there's this weird, there's this weird, and I don't know if it's on purpose or I don't know if it's something that I'm projecting, but to me, if you're going to do some psychedelic post-prog, like, new, you know, like, cutting-edge thing and you do it, and it's seven and a half minutes long and it really goes to some quite quite a lot of places within that seven minute period. Mm. That then to me makes the five and a half minute long ones that are kind of pop songs, but then they're kind of, they go to some weird, but it's not, the journey's not as interesting and it's not, it's not catchy like a pop song and it's not immersive like, a post oh, yeah, it's, it's not journey. a great record man but it's still the, by far the best one out of the okay I'd be keen to know your thoughts on the other album we haven't chatted about too much the, yeah um, Broken so, Islands one yeah yeah, yeah just... I think the reason why um, I much preferred the Broken Islands one is Tame Impala to me just felt like furniture and I didn't really um, I didn't get any emotional um, just no emotional feeling out of it at all to be totally mm. honest I found it quite, I mean, we keep saying meandering, but meandering long. It, it's a, it's about an hour. It's just under an hour long. It's and 57 it really, minutes long. Yeah, it really felt like an hour. It felt like a long hour, to be totally honest. With the Broken Islands, there's something in the, I think the vocalist, and I, I don't know her name, I'm afraid, but I think the vocalist of the Broken Islands has this wonderfully evocative voice, which just made me, it, it, made me kind of well up with some form of emotion and i f i when i listen to the broken islands i feel 
stuff. Yeah, I'd say there is there's definitely more emotion yeah. in the Broken Island stuff. Tame Impala yeah. definitely, it, like again, it just it kind of washes over. It doesn't feel like he's singing about anything in particular. Yes, exactly. You're not taking anything away from the lyrics. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's, just, it's not. It's not even lyrically. I mean, I, I, I don't think I, he's going for that. Yeah, I don't think he's trying to engage you in the same way that the vocalist on 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 that record is. No, I agree. I agree. But when I listen to music, I'd like to feel something. Mm. I, 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 and I, I, I surely I kind of feel like I mean I don't think uh, th- th- there are far worse records that we've reviewed this year already than the Tame Impala record I can't think of many other records we've reviewed this year <laughs> that Green, are you mean Green Day <laughs> I can't <laughs> but I can't oh, I yeah. can't, the I no can't show. think of another record we've reviewed this year and it is only February but I can't think of another r- record we've reviewed this year that has made me feel as kind of indifferent I mean, I, I, that's the yeah, thing like Tame it was you know it I just made me feel yeah. I'm nearly compared to yeah. the Stone Temple Pilots album then which I, I mean I think again you know it's of a, it's a, of a much far higher quality yeah, than, than Stone, Stone Temple Pilots yeah. but for me like you know Broken Islands um, it reminded me of you know it, it's like I said before you know if you're going to go on a journey that last track on the Tame Impala one really does take you on a journey and I was like he's fair play to him he's ended very very strong Right. Yeah. The rest of the record, I did a bit like you, Renfrey. I found myself kind of frustrating me going, I don't, you know, where, <laughs> what is this? Where am I going? Like, what am I? And, and find it quite difficult to find anything to cling on to. There is so much to cling on to on the Broken Islands record. Yeah. Now, it does not take you on such a, a, a wide, vast journey as the Tame Impala record does. But the Tame Impala record, it's a journey where <laughs> he floats off to somewhere that I'm, and I'm not coming with him, right? <laughs> yes, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas absolutely. the Broken Islands, they might not go that far. Like, you know, it sounds a bit like White Pony at points. Mm. It sounds a bit like New Order. It sounds a bit like kind of, you know, mid-80s Depeche Mode. It sounds a bit like... Um, sort of the second talk talk record it's my life like it sounds a bit like you know all of these things but but i you know i love that stuff and i think if you put a genuinely talented vocalist over the top of that and just write some pop songs that i mean again i just don't ever see that i don't ever feel like that will go out of style and i think there are some songs on this record that are lush and sweeping and are, are emotional and are so easy to be seduced by in the same way as it's easy to be seduced by sticking on disintegration by the cure like that album's 30 something years old now and that's a big shit a big i know man, look, i'm not i'm not saying in any way whatsoever am i saying is, is that out is yeah, this, but is this it emotion. Yeah. It, it does yeah, yeah. it does remind it does remind me of disintegration though yeah, yeah. i'm not gonna say it's, ad, it's not as you know, good it's but obviously is like, not as good but there's, there's like the thing of like beauty is in the eye of the beholder it's like interpretations in the eye of the beholder it's like i don't think that um the tame impala is trying to do the same thing as that record so we're obviously using different yeah, criteria course. to compare it but it's like with with the, with the other record, like really, honestly, my beef with it was the vocals, the thing that you guys are talking about as the, this emotionally evocative thing. Mm-hmm. I just, I found, I got to the second or third track and I had to pause the record 
and I finished it later on because I knew that I would come and, and have a chat with you guys because it just sits above the mix and it's fucking punching over here and the whole time there is no contrast, the energy's over here and after a while you feel really tired because nobody's really set it down in the mix in a place where it belongs and sometimes she sang over the parts which she shouldn't have been singing over because sometimes <laughs> taking a breather is better and it makes the rest of the lyrics impact more with context. You know, like it's that little, those little things and by the third track it's like they were trying to say and do different things but by the third track I was so tired of it mm. that I had to turn it up and I think that it's you know there's some nostalgic feel of it whether it's dated or nostalgic or how, whatever adjectives we used to describe it that's mm -hmm. it's you know beauty or the inter interpretation is in the eye of the beholder like that Tame Impala record is just easy listening it's not going to change your life but this record if you have to tune in and be in the right kind of mood to really get through it and see it at the way that you guys do, um, in my opinion. My I mean, for, for me, again, so talking about the vocals and stuff, like, I don't know if it was like the vocals itself that I had a problem with, but again, back to production, I didn't enjoy the production on that album because of things like that. I felt like the vocals were too high in the mix. It didn't sit well, it didn't sit well for me. Yeah. So for me, I didn't enjoy it because it was like, that's too totally. high. And there's some or fucking this is amazing too... ideas in yeah, there. Yeah, it feels that, like yeah. the best demo record that you put a producer in and he ties it all together and it just sounds incredible. But it feels like that's not the record. I would suggest, and obviously I don't know this, this is just what I would say. Fucking hell, that... they're going to hate us, dude. I'm so sorry. <laughs> when they come on this show, they're going to slay us. I'm so sorry. This so is my personal You guys are making cool music. You're making cool music and do whatever you do. Don't listen to me. It's just my opinion. I'm sorry. But, um, I, I think when, you know, like they obviously believe that they have a, uh, and I would agree with them, that they have a very, very talented lead vocalist. And I think often the when you do have somebody who has those abilities, as a band, you go, well, that has to be front and centre of that. I mean, we were talking about Marilyn Manson, Antichrist Superstar, yeah. the other day. And Marilyn Manson, like... It, as we said in the, the podcast which you'll hear is like there's not a second where you think about anyone else other than Marilyn Manson yeah. throughout that whole fucking <laughs> yeah, yeah, record yeah, yeah. like it might as well just be a spoken word obviously it's one of my favourite <laughs> albums but it is like you know everything just feels like it's coming off of Marilyn Manson yeah absolutely. and you know bands if they have somebody very like very very special in a band they're two albums in they've been around for how long have they been around since 2015 not yeah not very yeah long. like so you know they've been around for five years it so you're going be. to rely on those things which you think are those are your absolute strengths you cling to the strengths to be, don't yeah, you and yeah, you go yeah, let's yeah. tighten totally but like take this away from music when you're a kid and you get caught smoking what do your parents do they take their fucking pack of Marlboros and you're like you're gonna smoke the whole pack mm. you might have the best vocalist in the world but if she's going for 20 cigarettes in a row you're gonna burn out do you know what I mean it's like <laughs> yeah she, maybe it's, it's like I don't know no, it, it, too much of a good thing is still a bad thing. Like, mm. Mm. Um, I don't mm. know. Sorry, I feel very. very no, no, no. That's yeah. That's a that's a fair comment. I think. I mean, I I I didn't get. But I mean, again, I, I have such a strong um, uh, my consumption for this type of music. Yeah, is such that I could probably have had this album twice as it be twice as long, and I would have been like, oh, it's nice here. Yeah, I agree. And also vocals, like vocals are a very personal thing. Absolutely. They're a very objective Absolutely. thing, you know, like one person's like amazing voice is another person's 
nails down a chalkboard. Yeah, know? I mean, so. we we spoke about Spanish love songs last week. Who yeah. I've seen people saying is the best album of the year, and yeah. I just sound like the, I just like it would be, but that dude's just crying over the top. Of the <laughs> <laughs> that, that is what it sounds like. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you know, and I, I I nearly always bring up the Billy Corgan thing, Smashing Pumpkins, because like I can totally. Some people adore his voice. Some people mm. hate it. And I can understand both points of view. I I have to say, I didn't listen to this record and expect people to be like, I just really hate that voice because I think she's... Incredibly I think it's talented. where it sits in the mix and just the right. just the fact that nobody's produced it A in the mix and B in, in the way that where she should and should not be singing because I mean but this is very opinionated sort of yeah, stuff of course. I mean that's, that's yeah, it's like what we she, do she, she, could, she could have been incredible on that and I th- it feels like the strongest demo of a record that never happened but if this is the final thing it's just not for me sorry mm, okay well I mean our, my, our kind of point overall was uh, <laughs> Dave you're fucking leaving me in this man you're just sitting there quietly you said it all man <laughs> you said it all you, you just, you, I've made some points no that's great though I've you, said you, some <laughs> things we, we, we push often, me down while I'm sinking sorry, you haven't got a Twitter account you're fine <laughs> for me there's like for a, for a band on their second record this is like and making a type of music which you know sounds a bit like churches and like yeah. I, I really like this type of stuff anyway and I think they do it with they're obviously like to me they're very talented there's songs like there's a song in it um, called uh, called Borders which is fucking yeah. glorious yeah it's just I think it's absolutely just a glorious glorious song and I like the record I love the you know the, the bass that kind of liquid thick kind of 80s gothy bass I just you know it's it's what I like yeah do you know what I mean yeah, in the yeah, same yeah. way as when fucking Trap Them or any of those like entombed rip off bands from hardcore turn up I just go well I just like this don't I yeah I just like yeah. people pushing all their instruments down the stairs and screaming like <laughs> that's what I like the sound of I don't give a fuck that it's there's like, an, there's an, no uh, one's moved on since the 80s who cares there's an etherealness that I think both me and Steve respond very well to that this record has you know we both adore the Holy Fawn as well yeah. and I don't think these guys sound like Holy Fawn but there's a, there's definitely a link isn't there between yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Just but certainly flintiness. there is room for imp- it's not the best album you'll ever hear no absolutely I think there's definitely room for improvement and I I mean for me I'm certainly going to keep my eye on this band as for Tame Impala I think it might be worth me going back to I'd go back man yeah I'll I'll send you I'll send you my favourites okay you can check them out because honestly like he's not I think he described it or maybe he's written on there as prog what was it prog psychedelic pop prog if you go into that if you go into any Tame Impala record and expect prog you're not going to get what you want it's sure, not prog sure, sure, sure. he writes he writes kind of well weirdly produced pop songs that have mm. kind of heavy riffs with a bit of electronic stuff it's not prog he doesn't do big 10 minute tunes it's, that's not his style especially from his earlier stuff anyway yeah. do you know what I was surprised with with the Tame Empire because I saw the word pop come up a lot I was surprised at the lack of hooks on this album well this is it. the last two albums full of hooks all right, hooks right. loads yeah, that of hooks was, that was it. I think you know I mean maybe Maybe Renfrey and I are just a bit silly and stupider than you, but, but like when we need it to be bashed into our head. But Maybe. I found myself going, there's just sort of reaching out to grab something in the Tame Impala record. Absolutely. And it was like, just, just like a good if, if that's your introduction. Steam or something. Yeah. You know if I mean? that's your introduction like, to Tame Impala, it's a. It's it's a rubbish introduction, yeah. man. It's like listening yeah. to uh, Virtual Eleven for Iron Maiden or something. It's oh, just like, no. If that's your oh, check out okay. this band Iron Maiden, here's Virtual Eleven stuff. Okay, oh, yeah, sick. Yeah, cool. yeah. That, <laughs> that, that would really be an issue. Just be listening to Judas Priest. Mm. 
Oh, <laughs> <laughs> breaking the law, breaking massive the law. Kind of worms, yeah. um, yes, but well, there you go. Um, two very differing opinions about uh, about those two records. Everybody's I, great. Everything's great. You guys yeah, are yeah, great. It's, <laughs> no, it's, great. Anyway, it's, it's um, lovely to have some differing opinions come on. I mean, most guests come on I mean, and just it, agree I mean, with everything we that. say. I mean, in terms of what you said, you guys know so much more about music than probably both of us put together and then taking the square root off. Uh, but it, it's. <laughs> And it's all about opinions, isn't it? Of course, it's yeah, like, of course, dude. Um, no one's, no one's cussing you out. But yeah, yeah, but I can just, I can just feel that, you know, the, you know, the hate from British Columbia from that band. So <laughs> unless you can edit all of that out, I'm gonna need to get some more beers and just really go in on this because this is, I'm not gonna fly in the middle. I'm either crashing or I'm fucking taking off. Well, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't worry about, um, about Canada. I'd worry about fucking Florida because I know what you're about to say about, um, uh. Uh, our next couple of records, mm. I think. So anyway, Broken Islands Masquerade and oh. The Slow Rush by Tame Impala are out now. Let's move on to Kvel Attack. Kvel Split is the fourth album from the Norwegian Black and Punk and Rollers. The first with new vocalist Ivan Nicholson. Uh, the last record they, they released was in 2016, Fred. It was fucking rubbish. It sounded like st uh, status quo on a snowy mountain. It was shit. Awful. Um, Do you think it was awful? Yes. I think, I think it, it was an interesting diversion, which is their worst record. It was awful. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was not great. It was bad. I mean, the name. It's a crap name. Actually, not the no, name no, of the no, band, no, sorry. Get, yeah, the name of the you album. you give them a break, the they are the Scandinavian. <laughs> like, it's, it's like their 12th language because they're S incredibly educated. Split. Uh, split. Uh, yeah, it's, the, well, it, it's, it's, it's split. a different language. Yeah, yeah but it's, it's just... It means Discord yeah. in Norwegian. Hey, come on, don't be... Don't, no, be, don't be It's rubbish though, isn't it? <laughs> split. It can be a different language. It's still rubbish. You know? <laughs> I'm not, you know. It's the Welcome to Brexit cast. Uh, um, yeah. I mean, I'm it's... having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably yeah. I, I'm going to say it's the worst titled Kvel Attack record <laughs> after their self-titled one, Mir Natus Red, and yes, yeah, Split. Mir's not a great name. Anyway, split. I can't believe we're talking about the fucking name <laughs> of the record. Uh, You're splitting hairs. Yeah. Anyway, um, back in the day, that first Kvel Attack album was just such a fucking brilliant shot in the arm, such a brilliant breath of fresh air in metal in like 2011 when it came out. I saw them... Um, Opening a bill with Converge, Kylesa, and um, yes. um, who the fuck was the other band? I talk about it all the bloody time. Sam Fender. No, <laughs> it it was um, anyway. We'll come back to it. But Converge Attack with the opening band on yeah. a, was like a yeah. brilliant bill. That's going to annoy me who that last band were. Um, and um, fuck me, they just came out and didn't sound like sounded like old metal but didn't really sound like anyone doing old metal at the time. So I was like, this is kind of relatable to the past, but they've mixed up a load of old things to make something new. And it was just so great. Well, it was black and black metal mixed with rock and roll, mm -hmm. hence the term black and roll. Yeah. And uh, it just hadn't been done in that manner before i mean had it been done at all i don't really know work of attack with the beginning of this I don't they're know. like that promising like 18 year old striker that just comes in from the youth team and they they score that hat trick Rapple on the Morrison. first yeah they're they're, they're yeah. in they're in yeah yeah they're the yeah they're the new jesse lingard <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they re-sign them on the, on the massive contract but, yeah. the, but the thing is is you know they released that first record gaza 
Gaza, there we go. Gaza. <laughs> it wasn't Fender. Yeah. Uh, not Sam Fender, no. Um, but they released that first record, which was very critically acclaimed and is an excellent record, and have never quite kind of lived up to the brilliance of that first album. That's true. Have yeah. they? I um, think Mir was an all right sort of second record. I like Mir. Yeah, I, think I like it was all Mere. right. Um, lads, Cavell Attack. Did we watch? Did we watch the gig together? Didn't we? Yeah, we saw. We so saw do you remember? Do you remember the story that happened there? Uh, I should have kind of retell it. Did you, do you remember it though? No, I don't. So um, there was a few beers involved in that, but yeah. this was this is literally so fucking cringy and embarrassing. And what? Even though I grew up on only heavy, well, with a healthy diet of heavy music, sometimes when you go to metal shows, you don't want to be a part of something. And this was this yeah. was that this was a, like of their off night supporting Metallica. So they came and played a two a three hundred cap venue in Brighton. And at the end of the set, there was a guy who like wanted the band's attention. And and then and between the encore, they just one of the dudes from the band came back and said, "As you know, Kvill Attack is all about love. So tonight, Brighton, <laughs> we have a live proposal for you." <laughs> And then this guy gets up and proposes to a girl with a fucking cock ring and a show like on a Monday night at a 300 cap venue where about a hundred people were. It It was fucking awful. It was so (laughs) embarrassing. It was adjacently. And she said yes and they made out and then they played three more songs and I wanted to fucking leave. (laughs) And it was so, it was so dirty. It was like, it was the worst, man. I like, um, I mean, I, 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 that sounds, well, a, that sounds absolutely hideous. Um, <laughs> but B, I mean, if somebody said, oh, I'm going to want to propose on stage, you know, to my girlfriend. And you, if you were a band, you wouldn't go, no, mate, curfew. You couldn't, could you? You couldn't say no to that. No, you can't. You say can't, no can you? You can say no to the cock ring, I think. You can right? definitely yeah. say yeah. no to the <laughs> cock ring. Oh, man, it was yeah. so... Uh, that, uh, that guy's probably going to hear this show. He, oh, he's probably the kind he's of a guy massive fan. Yeah. yeah, massive fan. So, uh, cock ring guy, we call him. listeners. Now that is where it's slagging off our listeners. I know, I know. Uh, No one's got people listen to your show. (laughs) You know what this record is like? This record is like if you were um, in a rock bar and you were shooting pool with some friends and you were having a beer and that was playing in the background, you'd be great. Oh, But you you would never really just fucking get home and like you had a long day, you'd crack on a beer, it's probably non-alcoholic because it's Wednesday and you don't want to feel like a piece of shit because you're drinking again and then you wouldn't put in your It's Wednesday and we're having beers. (laughs) (laughs) This is not the point. This is not the point i'm trying to drive i mean you wouldn't sit, you wouldn't get home and just put this in your headphones and be like yeah and you know you when you like you think you're relaxed but then you breathe out one more time and your shoulders drop that little you'd never fucking get that with that record it's just it's okay it's that's it uh, yeah i broadly agree with that um i like I, there's a lot of english Oh, there's a bit of oh, that's a lot. There's a fair there's, bit. There's of, two English songs. Yeah, well, there's more two than I've ever had before. I don't like them singing in English. I don't like them singing in English because it um, takes away a bit the mystery of it, um, yeah. and it just makes it sound like it, and it could be anyone. More so, yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's pretty middle of the road, isn't it? Well, like well, again, just going back to production, that guitar tone is. It's Kurt Ballou. Do you think it's a Marshall? This is mixed by Kurt Ballou. I think it's a Gibson into a Marshall. Oh, I don't know what no. is that. Is that? <laughs> but the, the, this 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 album is produced by Kurt Ballou. I mean, I I don't think the produ- I don't think there's anything wrong with the production of this record. Oh, particularly, sounds a bit naff. Though, I it? think it was produced by his intern. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he went out for a piss and then yeah, come back yeah. and his, yeah, he just like, he just changed so that Marshall I up. <laughs> he went out and Ross Robinson <laughs> ran in. Yeah, and yeah, the door yeah. Yeah. just yeah. stick the metal zone on. That'll do. Don't worry about it. Washed his hair that week. I I I. 
actually, I mean, I was going to say there is not the 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 kind of so the brim and the excitement of the early like it does seem to be slightly more um, uh, the 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 rough edges of it's a little really? bit smoother than mm. they used to be. I, 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 I haven't noticed think. that myself. I have uh, to admit, but okay. So I I think the like you know I like I tweeted yesterday I like Cavellatac when Cavellatac sound like Cavellatac and when Cavellatac sound like Cavellatac they sound like Cavellatac. I don't know how to say that name until yeah, now, but yeah. I know how to say it. Yeah. Now. Do you think anybody Kvelitak. read it till the end of the tweet? <laughs> 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 like, fucking, like, I'm just tweaking out. Yeah. I know I put hashtag Cavellatac. Uh, and, um, uh, don't follow me on Twitter. You should probably do that. It's good. And um, I'm pretty good. <laughs> but I, I mean, I, that first album was brilliant. And I thought the last album was such a big part of disappointing poo. And I, I want Cavellatac to be great. And the thing is, right, here's what I think. You're right. This album is not a groundbreaking, life-changing record. And it's probably not something which I'm going to listen to in full very much. But... There are moments on it where I go, they, that's a I band agree. that I really liked, mm. right? And there are moments, there's one um, that is like uh, fucking six minutes lost. So, no, Fanden Ta Dete Hull. Yes. Right? Which is nearly eight minutes long. Probably the best song on the record. Definitely the best song on the record. Yeah. It's got this mad like fucking Killer More Metallica guitar part halfway through, yeah. which mm, I love when that yeah, yeah, yeah. is great. And when they do that, you go, oh man, aren't Cavertag fucking great? Yeah. But back yeah. to that point of you like not being raw enough, that's like Kill Em All, that is thrash, that kind of raw mm. guitar sound. Like if it sounded like that, I think I'd be more into it. Yeah. But it just sounded mm. so smooth and clean and like, like you were saying about the Tame Impala record where it just kind of washes over you a bit. Everything just kind of felt like it was too perfect. Like everything's just in its place okay. and nothing kind of like jumped out. It's like, it's like oh, whoa, that's a riff. Moments, like, like, yeah, no, yeah, there's, there's definitely some moments, think, but like, yeah, it didn't, on, it, if it's thrash metal, it's not, it's not produced like a thrash metal. Right? It's not raw enough. It's not I mean, I aggressive think, enough. Yeah. I don't think they're a thrash metal band. No, no, no. It's and just I like think, a thrash metal I bit. I think in it, like yeah. potentially the sort of the, the cleanliness of this record might be a sort of residual leftover from what they were the doing on the one. last record, yeah. right? Mm. I think this is way, way better than the last record. It's like much better than the, better last, than the last record. They're, they're a band that never was, wasn't it? They seemed like a promise yeah. of them becoming something mm. that sort of... Uh, and then, but, but it also, again, ties into that thematically of how the broader consumption, the broader organization of what how we consume and interact with music went. I think that maybe if they were the same band by the time, you know... Uh, Wasp were a band, or yeah. <laughs> yeah. whoa! I did not expect well, Wasp to come out. Because, because Will, um, so right, we share an office with one of the guys who used to work at Rise Above. He's yeah. actually a guy, Will Palmer, loveliest dude. He's the guy who signed oh, yeah. Ghost to that record, yeah, yes. uh, record label, yes. and it's bands. And he, he plays in an awesome band called um, Angel Witch. And he showed us uh, the they're playing some gigs together with a band, which is the guitarist from Wasp. Wow. Is, What's Amazing. his name? Were you there in the office? No, you were no, Chris I missed Holmes. that. Yeah, I was in my yeah, opinion. Dude. Chris Holmes, the dude in the fucking swimming pool. In, um... Dude, that's it. When he's there oh, drinking yeah. vodka with his mom oh, next shit, to the pool. That fucking guy. Is he still alive? Shit, that's I thought he died so after that. Not only is he alive, he started a bad... Yeah. He Fuck got off. such bad reception, he moved to France to live there. And like, man, some of those videos, like, it's so, it's just so, it's between embarrassing and just sad. So he's still drinking vodka. Just No, uh, I can just, this is so weird that you brought him up because literally 
three nights ago, I told, did I tell yeah, you, you, I did. Googled that little clip from it's amazing these mums just sat there the follow up we're talking we're talking about we're talking about the decline of western civilization part two for the Mm. the follow up clip was recorded exactly 30 years later he's in the pool again dressed the same again and they ask him exactly the same questions you can go and look it on youtube and this time he's like i've not drunk a drink since 1996 and it is like obviously he's not got his mum tutting at him from the side. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but man. fucking amazing! You have to go and watch the like the, oh, the third on the train. Oh, that is like, exactly that. what's happening. Yeah. Really yeah, good. And he's all he's got this massive beard. Like he's got a big beard and it's all like platted and stuff. And oh, he does not look. He does not look. He great. does not. Yeah, man. He moved. He moved away from America because of all the negative reception. Now lives in France. And there was one video that he's done. Yeah, he's married to a French woman. He's asking he, the question. Yeah, he stood yeah. a video with a green screen behind him. But fans took that green screen and remade it. And there's a Amazing. bunch of versions. And if you're a nerd and you have difficulty sleeping and you like to watch rock stars decline over the internet, <laughs> this is for you. <laughs> Call one eight hundred adopt a member from Wasp right now. <laughs> Fucking kill me. But um, <laughs> what the hell were we talking about before? Uh, wasp? Like I've never yeah, yeah, spoke yeah, about wasp that. for so long. I know. I don't. No, we've never spoken about wasp. But anyway, but yes, I think what you're you're saying is work of that to come out in the kind of the glory halcyon days of heavy metal. Then yes, you they would, would probably been be looking massive, at massive totally. off yeah. the first record. The problem they had is, I, I like, I think it, it would have been the oddest um it would have been the oddest breakthrough metal story for cavell attack to become you know like i saw them a couple of years ago and they were yeah, opening for metallica like it's odd that a band who speak in norwegian like everything's in norwegian and it's really kind of like you say classic rock and punk and motorhead and black metal all kind of smushed together like yeah. really there's no commercial no, not like, potential for that at all. So the fact that they released this first record, that debut record, that was so fucking brilliant that, yeah, people, were going, that people were like, oh, they might be the next big thing in metal. Yeah, it's yeah. like, how They is somehow managed to get hooks into there as well on that first record. And yeah. like, it, 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 in a, I don't know how they did it, but they managed to do it. And I, I think the, the irritating <laughs> the irritating thing with this record is I actually think this is the best thing Cabell Attack have done for quite a long time. Mm. What's really annoying about it is it's the only thing they've done for quite a long time. Uh, well, yeah, oui. it's too long. <laughs> it is too long. Uh, it's almost an hour long. Um, and like by the end of it, I am fucking not very punk, is it? That not very punk. Yeah, you just want that Green Day twenty six minutes album, yeah, don't yeah, you, yeah. boys? Yeah, yeah, they got it right. They got it right. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they nailed it. Um, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. They nailed their own obituary, didn't they? <laughs> um, and I think um, it's yeah, it's far too long. By the end of the record, I'm really Cavell attacked out. I'm really done with Cavell attack. You know, by the end of it. But the thing is, is when it's at its best, and I think it, there are fleeting moments of it being at its best, but at its best, I think this record actually is almost as good as that first record. There are moments but, that are fucking brilliant on this but record. It's, but it's only moments mm. rather than, you know, uh, uh, maybe there's even... maybe Second even half, a, I think, is 
of it yeah. was most of most of the second half. I mean, um, there's maybe even a couple of songs which I would say are as good as the first record. But it, it's just it's yeah. if this album had been forty minutes, it could mm. have been a blinder. Yeah. But I mean, and 60, weirdly, like considering we're going on about the punk rock and stuff, like I, yeah. I mentioned, like fattened uh, that one but also delirium tremens which starts with this kind of acoustic part that's and eight then minutes it goes long fucking yeah. full motorhead yeah. and it's wicked and yeah. it's it's eight minutes long and that kept my that kept my attention yeah for mm. eight minutes but it's the ones that just sort of go oh it's three minutes it sounds a bit like kind of a cavell attack but yeah. not quite as exciting that's when i'm like yeah you know it's meat and potatoes Cavell attack. Yeah. The meat and potatoes Cavell <laughs> attack least, one you know, are the boring least, one. I tell you what, at least they're backed at like, you know, like the Ramones or whatever, mm. or, you know, I said Motorhead, like when you've got a formula, like no one else really sounds like Cavell attack. Mm. No, and I, I will, I will give that to them. And like it, that weird amalgam that they've done, you know, it's Cavell attack when they, when, uh, as soon as it comes on. And there are very few modern bands that you can say that of, you know, it's just, they haven't really made, an album that has lived up to the promise of that debut. Yeah. And I think this is, I was trying to, I was trying to, do I prefer this to the second album or not? Oh, I can't. I, I think it's pretty close. Yeah. Is it that curse of the Weezer? Like, you know, you write a blue album or a Pinkerton and then the second album just I, feels I, 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 so I, I don't think so. Cause that, that album was nineties. I think that, it, you know, this album was good. It's just not their fault that they're not big. The world's moved on <laughs> and it's, yeah, they're maybe. just making something that, but like, is the second album bad or is it bad in comparison? No, 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 it's not no, bad. I think it's decent. Like at right. the time it came out, I was just like, Hey, wicked. It's the same thing. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? It's like exactly it the same thing. It was a sure. decent follow-up. I don't think people started kind of going, Oh, Cavell attack might've fucked it up until the third record. Right. Although weirdly, I was looking back at reviews of that third record today and, you know, it it, it was reviewed really well. It's just yeah. that people, you it's know... It's almost like re the reviews just come out and they just... Uh, you're just nice in the review. Just it is a little bit like that. Yeah. Be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Weirdly, I looked on Metacritic and Metacritic is not the thing to look at all the time, but I was curious about the score for the last record. And I think it got 86, whereas Mir got 87. And that is not representative of how good, like mm. Natasford is a lot worse than Mir, you know, mm. like, but you know, that's just reviews, isn't it? Fucking mm. nonsense. Anyway, it's all right. Do you like the new vocalist? Can you even tell that? I mean, I saw him live and he stubbed a cigarette out on his hand. Uh, Legend. I don't and um, uh, download. And I just, I like, you know, the, the guy with the owl on his head was brilliant. Yeah. And I think this guy's, might have, yeah, they're not a sp like I'm. I just I think Cavell Attack are not a spent force. Into like I was worried that we we're going to get another. Game. We go, oh, the lead singer's left, and yeah. we've got this other guy who's just sort of a pretty tip atypical singer. And the first song comes out, it's got Troy from Mastodon on it, yeah. which is yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and but I was like, oh, I'm not really sure about this first song. And the first song that came out, the last one was was that status quo one, 985. And I was yeah. like, oh, mm, yeah. Not sure I wonder how that went down. You know, you know the. Troy probably wouldn't fly out there. They would just fly out the whole fucking band to do something in the States. Well, well, they, they do say like, he just emailed it over. He probably just emailed, probably just it, emailed over. it over, yeah. Mm, well, yeah. they... they yeah. Uh, didn't, so what's didn't, that? Is that, is that fact? We saw them supporting <laughs> Mastodon, didn't we, as well? When, didn't you come to that gig, that Brixton Academy gig? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's they right. Supporting Mastodon but it was really well. not memorable, that, to be honest. <coughs> the I Mastodon show was... Uh, was very the Mastodon were incredible um, yeah I mean I thought Cavell Attack were pretty pretty decent I don't know they were they, I don't know I think it's when you're trying to sell people something that is that 
is not you know with having them on those mastodon bills and having them on the metallica bills and mm. like billing them as the next thing that people should consume in, a, in the way that they've consumed things in the past and it's uh, i don't know it was it was stinky all along and i'm not surprised it fell apart i think the new mm. vocalist sounds cool and it's a thing that's not offensive and it's totally fine to hear in a rock bar while you're shooting pool or throwing darts hang out with your friends but like if this is the record that you're going to emotionally connect with and put on your ipad then yeah, it's kind of like yeah. you're either a well, different you person what, I, or a I, I different what, part of your music. I tell you journey. what it is, I will be listening to it again because I now will go and see Cavell Attack again because I will want to see some of these songs live. And so I mm. want to know these songs for when they, they happen live because, you know, like I say, I saw them at Download last year and they still fuck, you know, when they rock out, they. they what about the guy who doesn't use a pick? Is there a yeah, one? I love that guy. <sighs> Are we still talking about Green Day? Cavalier <laughs> <laughs> Attack. Oh, okay, cool. But it's like he, he just kind of he looks. He just reminds me of my fucking dad too much. I, like I look at him, and that's all. <laughs> that's a good I reason see. to not like a band, man. <laughs> that's fine. I just can't. Well, I, like so that. I, I know like it's supposed it. to be powerful, Rev. Uh, Renfrey's gonna go, gonna go get dressed. I think <laughs> he's going for a piss. Stand so by. We're just going to hold on for the next five minutes. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Uh, I think we've said everything we need to say about this record, really. Like, it's a good... If you, you, lo- if you love Cavell Attack, mm. you will, you're not going to be like, oh, man. I think the last I one... Did, I did it. not enjoy it. I, like, it was quite it's fun. Cool it's fun. Record. Like, yeah. yeah, it was cool. It just didn't, like, blow me away. I think yeah, that was yeah, the main no, thing. Like, you know, it's... I, it, it's probably the second best Cavell Attack record. And it's got enough, you know, if you write one really, really killer record, one all right record, mm. um, one fairly decent record, or one record with like half of it is yeah, you want to hear live, and you got one stinker, you got an hour set there okay. that could be fucking great. And that's your career. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like, totally. It, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it might sound cynical and it might sound like, you know, like, you you know, oh, Icarus. But how, it's not the career we were so high. Like, you know, it's like, yeah, it's not course, the supporting no. Metallica yeah. and supporting Master. It's like, they're a cool rock band, but they're, yeah, it's just mm. not that amazing thing. You I wish it get, was. Yeah. I kind of, I think I'm bummed out because I wish it was. Like, well, in, in 2011, way. it looked like it could have been. Yeah. And they needed all that shit to happen then. It's obviously, it's happening now. Is there a change of like band members or like, is it the same band? Well, there's a new vocalist. Yeah, it's right, just a new right, vocalist. Right, right, right. But right. that's it's it. Just this record, like, it was too late anyways. Yeah. <laughs> it's too late wow. for them. Don't give them CPR. Damn it. But anyway, um, Split by Cavell Attack is out right now. Let's move on to our next record, uh, which comes from, I know you guys have been looking forward to this. It comes from Suicide Silence. Yeah! I'm going to go for, uh, for a short 15-minute shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think that's what they did when they did the record. This is the hey. sixth album from the Deathcore Pioneers. The follow-up to their hugely controversial self-titled record of 2017. Um, Who would like to start by talking, before we talk about the album, about their feelings towards Suicide Silence? (laughs) Um, I'm neither... I'm numb. I'm I'm neither here nor there about Suicide (laughs) Silence. I've never really been bothered about them in the past. Have you met anyone who has? Well, you've met me. Yeah, Steve. Steve's like... Big fan. I I do like Suicide Silence a quite a considerable amount actually. Yes. Oh, okay, yes. okay. I think Suicide Silence when they're great are are fucking great. Went back in was it two thousand nine, two thousand eight? What was two thousand nine? Night Turned to Bleed. Yeah, yeah. That was when I kind of discovered Suicide Silence, and I remember going to like Ghost Fest and stuff in Leeds and like that kind of festival, and they yeah. were fucking good. Like I did enjoy it at that time, yeah. but. Nothing's changed since then, and I well, feel like they've just 
but I think you guys are obviously missing some very very important. Oh, no, loads of things. It. No, loads of things change. Labor lost again, <laughs> <laughs> and the in what, financial what, inequality. Mm. What, have, so, what have we missed? No time to bleed is is cool. I think the Black Crown is fucking great That's for a modern metal about. record, mm, yeah. man. That record is so groovy and just dirty and Jonathan Davis is on it. It sounds oh, like now. I need to it's see pictures fucking, of these albums. It's great. And then, obviously, very, very sadly, their original vocalist, Mitch Lucker, passed away. I did not know that. was replaced by Eddie Hamida. Eddie did a fucking great job on You Can't Stop Me, which is the his first record in 2014. I remember being at that point going like, shit, Suicide Silence um, have made it this like Pantera metal record. Mm. Like this, you know, it's deathcore, but it's done like Pantera. Like it's got hooks. It's got these mad fucking like, like dime bag solos on it. This band are going to, it's going to happen. It's going to, ha- they started off as just an A and other deathcore band. And then they did like a kind of corn album. And then they've done a Pantera. And I, I cannot wait to hear what they do next mm. now we all those of you familiar know what suicide silence did next they made the most hated record probably the most con- maybe the most divisive not even divisive but just the most out and out despised record by any metal band maybe of the entire decade within that scene yeah I have to say... Um, which, which, sorry, is this that's self-titled? self-titled. Is a self-titled right, 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 right. Yeah. Okay. Now, the self-titled record, go on, Renfrew, what do you think? Well, I... Um, it felt like a bit of a storm in a teacup because, I mean, this is going to yeah. go down, back to um, me moaning about how small the boxes with metal and small how small the boundaries are with metal music or metal fans... Um, but it feels like to me that people were just moaning about the fact that there was a bit of clean singing on it, mm-hmm. really. Um, right. And that seemed to be the entire reason for this massive online hatred. It's like towards the Black Album. Like, I, I like actually, load yeah. and reload. Kind of. Oh, it's far right. worse than that. Right. I, I was, I'm actually quoted on the, uh, the, uh, the Wikipedia page right. for Suicide Silence last album, calling it bewildering. Yes. Um, Ghost Cult Magazine called it a complete disaster. Uh, Exclaim gave it one out of ten. Ooh. Um, uh, Rock Sound called it a garage band sloppily covering de- corn and Deftones through a microphone they found in a dumpster. That's a great um, <laughs> And claim they I'm glad I missed all that. That sounds like drama. Yeah, there's <laughs> the a lot very drama, thing yeah. that made them great. Um, mm. I, I spoke to Eddie Hamida at the time. Um, I actually I said I reviewed it in Hammer. I spoke to Eddie Hamida at the time and... I actually just fronted up to him and went, this album's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Like, as a fan of your band, this album's a, it's a weird thing to do, right? A really, really weird thing to do. Now, he and the rest of the band were adamant that, no, 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 all the stuff that went before, the, the deathcore stuff, the cool kind of influence of Pantera, the sort of the groove metal thing, the, you know, all of that, it's gone. Like, give it up. Forget about it. This new art metal, fucking weird, underproduced. Um, like, there's a song on it, "Dying in a Red Room," and and conformity. They were end- I remember seeing them live, and they ended. There's a song, the second to last song on that record, it's called "Conformity." It's nearly six minutes long, and it just it's like it. It's <laughs> it like, sound like ba- he confirmed confirmed to it. Yeah, it's like you know, baby's first 
swan's impression. Do you know what <laughs> I mean? It's like, it's really, 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 really so, bad. So what were they going for on this self well, What was their influence? Well, the sudden change got, of it heart. Was, it was Ross the... Robinson and they decided they wanted to make this kind of, rather than being like, you know, I think that kind of death metal when it's great, mm. it's taut and it's tight and sure. it's super brutal and the drums are like, you know, everything sounds like, or it can, you know, be like just super like gutturally heavy. Was what they did is make this kind of floaty, underproduced, like lopsided, loose sounding demo tape of mm, like okay. a kind of a mixture of new metal and like art rock and it was just something different though it was something really mm-hmm. different and mm. it, they got so much shit for it now yep. i said at the time like if this means you've had a go at this and you're shit at it but you look at it and you go okay we tried something which is what we really believed in maybe we're not maybe maybe we're not great at doing that right maybe that's not maybe we've not nailed this yet but we really believe in it and fuck this is our fucking art and let's go down this road six months later suicide after that album came out suicide silence were doing album shows playing fucking no time to bleed in full yeah so straight away i went they bottled it yeah they absolutely bottled it and that brings us to this record I would love to sit here as somebody who likes Suicide Silence or likes Suicide Silence and go, they've, they've, you know, they've, they've done what they said they were going to do and they have... They've stuck to their guns. Stuck to their guns and they've made another bold artistic leap forward and they've gone, fuck you, but they haven't. They haven't done that. What they've done is they've retreated back and they've made another Deathcore album. It's Deathcore by numbers. Yeah, totally and I is. think, I just think that that is a shame it's just boring. Yeah, it's exactly that. It's boring. Exactly that. It's, it's just boring. boring. I've heard it a million times before. Yeah. And and what what fucks me up? I, I'm more annoyed with metal fans than I am yeah. with Suicide Silence because I don't think that last Suicide. I've I've never been a Suicide Silence fan particularly. I didn't really love the last Suicide Silence record, but at least it was something different. And yeah, there was I mean, such. Look, look, it was objectively not good. It's not great. I, I, I do think people went really OTT with it. Oh, yeah. They My did. God, there's been worse records that have been released. Oh, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. worse records released every week than that last Suicide Silence record, mm. you know? Like. Yeah, but... I've got a lot of respect for bands who do try that different approach. Yeah. Like, whether people love it or hate it, it's really interesting to hear a band try. Exactly. I mean, exactly. Slipknot did it, I guess, after volume like volume three compared to like yeah, exactly, and it worked amazingly. Exactly, exactly, it was an incredible album. Exactly, like, it probably, you know, obviously didn't work in this case, I guess, but no, it it's nice much, to hear. It very much didn't, and unfortunately, I feel like there is a certain clique. And look, I am a massive metal fan, so I'm not just going. Uh, I'm not being like an enemy reader and going, oh, well, metal fans are Deathcore fans are the fucking worst. They are. If <laughs> I say <laughs> that. They are fucking awful. But. There is a certain subsection of metal fans who are just like, this is what we want, this is what we like, Slayer, Slayer, Slayer all the way, you know, and I don't want any deviation. And we have talked about a lot about how that's kind of the death of those kind of genres if if you continue with that sort of logic and that sort of thought process. And I think the um, the amount of hate that Suicide Silence got for trying something new that didn't quite work 
but maybe given another record could yep. have like they if they'd given if they'd yep. gone they back just to, stuck to their guns and if just they stuck to their guns yeah, yeah. gone back to it and like uh, refined it and like um I, I think there was something in the seed of that self-titled record which was genuinely really interesting mm. and i don't think they hit it mm. but I personally... There's a song in it called Silence, the second track on that record. Mm. And I kept listening to that song and going... And there's another one called Hold Me Up, Hold Me Down. And those two songs, I was like, they have got something there, right? I've not really heard anything like that by... Certainly not from one of the bands who were their peers. I mean, there's nothing from like... (laughs) Anything relatable to Deathcore really on that record at all. It was just, you know... It was not a good, like, you know, you're obviously, weirdly, you seem to like it more than me. Like, I listened back to it the other day and I was like, wow, you know, at the time I really wanted to give it the benefit of the doubt because I was like, good for them for doing something. Yeah, I, I don't good love for it. Them. I never listened to it, yeah. but I, at least it was but different. coming back to it, I was like, man, it's like, it there's a couple age. of bits it didn't, in it. It didn't evolve. Yeah, but there's yeah. not, but it's not, it's not a good record. Like, it's just not a good record. And I don't like, and the thing is, I don't want to say that because... I want it would be more interesting to hear Suicide Silence do that well yeah. than it would be to get what yeah. we've got now, yeah. which is Another not just them court. going, Whoa, go back to Deathcore and every single fucking trope in Deathcore. But it's like before, when I talk about the Black Crown and you, you know, you can't you you can't stop me and, and those records, they not only were Deathcore records, but they were very they were thematically identifiable deathcore records that were clearly different from each other, which were taking an element of metal and were doing something new with it. Whereas this, there doesn't seem to be any sort of identity to this record at all. Well, you said that they started out as a, a another deathcore band. This sounds like a another deathcore band to me. It's just, it's just, it could be anyone. It's a real shame. I think it's a real shame. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like, whatever. I mean, I've never been a big Suicide Silence fan anyway. But um, uh, yeah, it's, it's just it's just it's just boring in it. I've heard their it a million fans times have fucked them. They've been they've been their 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 fans have f- like whatever's happened in that period. They have listened. to Their outside influences have have, have fucked, fucked them. Yeah. yeah. Um. Just to jump in out of a position of ignorance, I don't want to try to have an opinion of something on over something I don't know that much about, but. There's a podcast I was listening to recently. Uh, we had Tim Heidecker on it from Tim and Eric, who has yeah. recently made a new film. And he was talking about journalism that was um, giving reviews to his previous film and people going in extremely hard and offering their opinion on something that if you don't like something, maybe you just don't need to write about it or review yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And it's especially in things that are not, you know, blockbusters and things that could be niche and people feel like they need to have an opinion about. Ultimately, they influence those people's ability to make a living and their confidence in what they will deliver next. Mm. So I think sometimes people go beyond their call of duty just because they feel like they'll need to have the opinion on something. And it could, you know, you said, you used the phrase that, you know, their fans kill them. I don't think their fans would, you know, it's like a sort of perpetual cir- cir- uh, circle that starts from the journalist, goes to the fans, go to the social media, affects the band's confidence, yeah, it kind of spins like a tornado. In this case, this f- the first song on the last record, Doris, came out and it there were there were no reviews of it it was just it got released it got dropped and they're fucking in, and the entire internet just went this album's a disaster get rid of it and there was a there, somebody started a, a petition before the album even come out to stop it being released and he hadn't even heard it he heard one song 
yeah. right? So there's all this fucking pathetic shit. That's that terrible. That they're That's pathetic, terrible. idiot, deathcore moron fan base who just want fucking pig squeals and breakdowns and that's all they want right yeah. and Suicide Silence do not want to do that and even the two records before you could tell that they didn't want to do that Yeah. and they made this record and look I can't defend that last record in terms of how good it was but I can defend the intention and it's yeah. what it's led to is this record and this mm. record is is just it's just like it, it's like they're scared to fucking come out. Yeah, of and that's what I mean. That that, that seems like that's a shame. what happens when yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. The internet. That's the, the internet, internet, man. Internet. That is um, why everyone can say whatever. And for some reason, sometimes it's great. I mean, we tried to listen to it, and it's like we never got more than yeah, three, man. Track on the three or four times we tried to listen to you it. Didn't miss it's anything. Just, it's just it's just yeah. dull, really. It's just same yeah. Old, same I old. mean, you know, I, it's like really we're not we're big music fans we built a studio and a label together like we yeah. don't we sound like big assholes coming to speak to you guys and just offer uh, like it's not the best week to be video. honest like it's a fa- it's a it's, fairly uh, mere week this week but you know yeah, yeah. it's yeah. Well, I'm just saying, I mean I know awesome. you guys are like oh man that's just I sound science sound was bad and stuff and you know like Ah, you know, it gives me absolutely no pleasure to be like, yeah, this new Suicide Science album is, you know, it's in many ways it's worse than the last one because there's not even anything really to talk about. At least, yeah, exactly. At least the last one was an interesting divert, like an interesting sidestep. But this is, you know, it's just. Is this a good time to talk about that Justin Timberlake film? Or <laughs> yeah, in get time? It in is this the time to talk about in that? In time, yeah. In what time. Did exactly. Did you want to say? Well, I just thought it'd be more interesting. Beige Wall. Name all of the cast from Armageddon. <laughs> Michael Bay's <laughs> third film. Yeah, yeah. Dave and Vlad were very interested. We had the big Armageddon. You, did you Steve Buscemi had space. Yeah, yeah he got space dimension, man. Fucking hell! They really messed with his head. It's a good film. Uh, <laughs> I'll check it out. It's, uh, it's the new Michael Bay film. I'm again. Uh, uh, I'm still I've never seen it, man. No, I know. You well, really um, well, did miss out. I believe you haven't heard the last Suicide Zone. <laughs> 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 Is Steve Buscemi on it? Yeah, yeah. did you have space dimension? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, you know, it's. I think there's. A, I mean, there's obviously a couple of things at play here. One, the game, like as we keep saying, the game done game changed, changed in metal. And what used to be all right is not good enough anymore. And unfortunately for Suicide Silence, what Deathcore now, if you're just doing Deathcore 101, nah, it might have been really exciting in sort of 2007, 2008. It's, it's not it. anymore. Yeah. And they were one of like, what, what fucks me off is that like, again, stylistically, I, you know me, Renfrey, I like a bit of fucking death metal. I like a bit of deathcore. He loves the mm. shit. I, I, you know, I like it. I actually. Sorry, know. can I jump in with a question, please? Yeah, go on. So, like, you, you'd say these subgenres and you refer to bands as them, and then you call us wanky when we say we're a rock group because isn't everybody that? Is, aren't they just a bad rock group could, who can't play <laughs> outside of their fucking subgenre? Because if you, if you play genuinely just like music, you know, your songs might sound like this or that. But isn't isn't that just trying to I think, play a certain I think thing? true artists can yeah. do loads and loads and loads of different different things. And I think there are a lot of um, not very good bands who can only do one thing. And actually, the, a lot of those bands happen to be metal bands who mm. can only do one thing. Well, yeah. And do it over of, and over. It was a Van Halen thing. In an interview years ago, he said, 
we can do we're we're a one trick pony, but it's a hell of a trick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's a, like it's I, you know, yeah, like, pinch harmonics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah sick, man. When, awesome. When you, when you think you like the Ramones and ACDC and Motorhead, and you bring all those bands up, and you think like, yeah, you know, all those songs sound the same essentially. But I still own every single ACDC album. Yeah, oh yeah, dude. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I, if you said to me, I'm taking you, you don't need all of the Bon Scott era. I'd go, no, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I do actually. Um, but in yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I mean, I think the thing is, is like there was a little moment where a bunch of bands came out and they in in deathcore and like, I remember getting a job for the cowboy for, for mate, cowboy. Genesis just talking about a job for cowboy yeah. the other day, man. I saw them at Ghostfest <laughs> yeah, we in like 2008. It was like hearing that yeah, shit man. and being like, "Whoa, this is fucking great." Yeah. Um, but it's not anymore. And and you're right. Like if that's all you can do, you better write some. Fucking good songs. Yeah, you a, better write some fucking good songs. A deathcore band still putting water on the cymbals and <laughs> talc on the snare. <laughs> yeah, is that the still snare going on? Get the flashing lights. Put the water in the china. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Renfrew yeah. makes out like I'm wearing a fucking Chelsea Green T-shirt. Like, who like flesh? Get to lose your virginity tonight. I think <laughs> if you play your cards just right. Just because I like Die Hard is murder. Like, <laughs> and and I don't. But you know, like Suicide Silence were one of the more like creative bands from that scene like i say black crown had a really different flavor to that it wasn't a million miles away from the technical aspects of how the music was created but it just had a different flavor and then when the next record came out that had a different flavor and then when they brought the self-titled one out you did sort of go like i mean i don't really want to listen to this but fair play because you have like flown in the face of every kind of expectation and that's why this feels like such a just depressing like oh man not only have you gone back to doing the thing you used to do you're not even doing it as well as you used, you used to do to. it yeah. yeah and that's you know that's um that feels like outside and i'm not even hating on suicide science workers um, it must be outside pressures it must be because it's yeah. just but anyway let's move on uh, anyone else got anything to say about Suicide Silence? Mm, no. No. <laughs> 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 uh, I, no. I don't know. Like, I think we just, just a little thing about it. I think we circle around similar concepts with different def definitions. You said like Metal Hammer, Kerrang! Bands, then we name certain sub-genres. It's like, if if we sort of try to create these pockets around things that we're trying to talk about, it kind of takes away from this general rock thing and people who are doing something significant in it or not, you know? It's just it's kind of weird to be dis discussing those those things in that way. I just think they're if they if they try to do it in something fair, it's probably an external influence. But again, it's just probably not a good rock group. It's just some people who can do one thing. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. It's well, but, but but they could. Do, but that's I mean, I think that's the thing is like they could do it quite well. And I think you know, I would, like we said, but someone asked us that question at Christmas. You know, like would you would you want bands to experiment? It's like yeah. Course. Of course, yeah, of course, and they experimented. And it's you know, if you've grown up just listening to fucking obituary and making death metal, and then one day you go, you know what, I'm, we're not going to make a death metal record now, we're going to do something completely different. We're going to listen to like the fucking Velvet Underground and yeah, totally. Bowie and stuff, and, and then yeah. go, like, let's make an album like that, let's see if we can do that. And you go, and people just go. Nah, fuck you. You're a piece of shit. Like, shouldn't even be get. Let's ban the record. That's what. That's the Tame Impala thing. You know, that's the sort of the artist on a journey. He's in a certain point mm. of trajectory, and we came across it to where it might have been the equivalent of their self-titled. You know, like yeah, it's you guys uh, are really trying to get on that Tame Impala tour. I, aren't I, you? I, uh, <laughs> 
Fucking love Tim and Parliament, man. Fucking love those guys. Kevin, if you're listening to this, Renfri is still naked. (laughs) But he's, yeah, you're right. I mean, he's obviously a far more accomplished musician than the members of Suicide Silence are. And that, again, is as somebody who really likes Hmm. some of Suicide Silence records. It's that relationship with press, confidence, uh, you know, the external feedback that you get. And it's like, if you're an artist and you're really on your journey, you shouldn't give a flying fuck about what subgenre is and what you're writing or pleasing anybody. It's like, yeah, people are going to hop on and hop off and that shouldn't be the deciding factor for you making something. Totally, man. But I think it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to avoid that, isn't it? Like, sometimes it's crippling. Like, people just... It's so easy to bombard an artist now with negativity. I mean, you've moved it, it, to Fruit. Yeah, I moved to Somerset because of it, man. It's bad. But, nah, <laughs> but, but it's so easy to like to really get into someone's life and ruin their artistic development. Like, it, it shouldn't affect you. Of course, no. it shouldn't. But it yeah. can. It, it can. Of course, it can. There's easily. an alternative universe somewhere where Suicide Silence went. I don't know, who gives a fuck? So they don't buy it. So they don't like it. Whatever. Look, with the next ones, we're going to do it again, and we're going to do it on the next yeah. one. We're going to take yeah. it even further and release and the next brought... White Pony. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, do you know what I mean? That <laughs> that could ha- that could have happened. Yeah. I I, I did. Yeah, I, I wasn't saying that ironically. Either. No. Like like that's you know that that like it could have been. I mean, it probably wouldn't have been the next White Pony, but you know it, it, that that yeah. But in never that same universe, be, Elon Musk to killed yeah. us all, so it's, it just didn't work out. So we had to go back to this one. Um, it's yeah, it's, it's, sad. Work, it's sad. It's sad. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's out now. Um, let's do our last record, Vaza. Heroics, the the second (laughs) album from the Glasgow-based instrumental rock band, although I'm aware they have had vocals on some of their music. Uh, I don't think they have, actually. I think they have, and one I've heard of some of theirs that's got... And there was just you in the shower, Dean. Uh, and me going, yeah, singing, singing Green Day lyrics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> so um, this is absolutely a bit of Renfrey core, isn't it's it? It's just me, and it? It's Renfrey core. Yeah. It's, re- it's Renfrey core. What's, yeah. Sorry, what's Renfrey core? Renfrey yeah. core Explain is the any genre. band who are instrumental, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Any okay, band cool. who are instrumental are kind of... Um, a whammy's involved. Ethereal. And whammies are often involved. You yeah. know, long sort of ethereal uh, glistening passages of artsy sounding guitar rock I think is yeah. and post rock is, is what I have defined as that's fair rem, rem core because yeah. you like that don't you I like it I like yeah. it I'm a mark for this kind of thing uh, I um, streamed their debut album Colours on the Independent uh, which came out about five years ago it's been a little bit of a wait 2015 yeah, yeah. Was a while ago yeah um, and um, yeah I love this kind of shit uh, this is uh, along the Renfrey core the subgenre of the Renfrey core yeah. section <laughs> is uh, this is like the effervescent um, taking lots of happy pills version of the instrumental mm. it's generally quite happy and upbeat and major title um, tracks under Three minutes. Yeah, mate. Yeah, some of these songs are quite short. Yeah, we're really Radio sh- One potential. Really strong aren't happy pills <laughs> <laughs> for this album. Um, but it's this is very much uh, for fans of you know. And sorry, I watch you from afar. We've talked about Lost in the Riots in the past. Uh, Alpha Mel Party. Busy. You've mentioned that with that record and Alpha Male Tea Party. Just a huge, huge shout out to Tom Peters, who's mm. built his studio, named it after yeah, another trapdoor man. Yeah. Big up trapdoor. Uh, yeah, so Tom the, Peters is the guitarist as well from LT Party, but he's also a producer and, and he's fantastic produced this record. producer of that. Like mm. the last couple of records of his were that I've come across, anyways, were Body Hound and, and yeah. the Spasser record. And they're so incredibly accomplished and full and well mixed. And I think he 
he's quite a soft-spoken person and not one to self-promote himself and boast about himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think he's just as good as anybody else who's making records that are commercially successful and acclaimed. And uh, yeah, big shout out to him as a decent human being and an, an incredibly skilled guitarist and a producer. And I think he made this record uh, sound the way that it deserves to sound. Yeah, you can literally hear his production getting better on every record. And that's quite an exciting place. And Tom's a wonderful man and and yeah very 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 talented guitarist and producer and this record does i mean it sounds huge doesn't it it sounds really really big and like full of life and very kind of um i mean it starts very very like a toddler in a smarties factory you know just like very 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 jumpy and e numbers i've had too many e numbers as it goes on like it it, it I I noticed that it has a kind of um, interesting path to it. So like the songs start out like the first song is called Childhood, and then there's a song called Adolescence. Later on, there's a song called Adulthood, Expectations, Settle, and it feels like it's the journey of a life. Sure. And yeah. it starts really happy and uh, effervescent and stuff. Yeah, it's and a then, record, not just a collection of songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as it goes on, it gets a little bit. Um, it isn't. It doesn't even become negative, but it feels like the weight of the world is on its shoulders a little bit more, and it kind of goes a little bit harder and heavier and more. Uh, I don't even want to say lethargic because I don't think this record's ever lethargic. It's just it, 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 there's more. There's more weight of expectation as the as the record goes on. So I think it's. I think there is a theme there that it's kind of um, going in for. Uh, I was a, a because I was going to say. When you said it starts like a thing, a, a, a smart, a kid in whatever. A toddler in a smart factory. Yeah. Um, good quote, man. Yeah. I, I, I was going to say that it, it soon it, it settles. It does. It compared sells. to Bon Jovi, who's been wandering around, Bon Jovi will walk around for ages <laughs> making loads of noise and then she'll sort of move her button, she'll see her bum and she'll still make loads of noise yeah. and then she'll settle down. And this record does sort of do that. It does. And the very yeah. last song is called Settle. Yeah. And it's eight minutes long and mm. it feels like it's like okay, settling down mm. now. There's one before it, the name escapes me, where it's really sort of like um, gated, distorted drums that comes right before Settle. I don't remember. It's a track or two before. Expectations, Expectations is it? Yeah. Uh, I think it's just a gorgeously produced track. Yeah, uh, and yeah. yeah I, I think that the way that the album flows is, is really it's well accomplished. It flows beautifully. It's yeah, not a genre of music I would listen to or engage with quite as much. I've grown disillusioned with it. Yeah, personally. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you you get you at small point you guys get sent. Yeah, yeah, and sure. it's, there was, oh, yeah, it was yeah, yeah. an exciting time to be in math and post rock, and then it wasn't. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it kind of it really came up, and then it, it there was so much. So much stuff, you know, so much math rock. And also that term, that term is difficult. It's become a dirty word, hasn't it? It has. It's almost yeah. like a taboo word, the math rock. And loads of people put off by it. And it's, which is a bit of a shame for a name of a genre to put band, to put people off. But That's why I'm like, trying to re-christen it, Renfrey Call. Mm. Oh, I Renfrey see. Yeah. That's Renfrey yeah. Call. That's Renfrey All Call, right. basically. Okay, yeah. But it was the most that. inclusive scene I've ever seen. And it's still the it, hangover absolutely. of it there still exists. Even though this people are it, alienated by the term, the leftover of what it meant to be in that DIY community still resonates yeah. with people. I, it, it started with, and, well, I don't know if it started with, but Arctangent definitely was the home for it yeah. for a long time, like in 2012, 2013, whatever. It kind of birthed that. Everyone met there, and everyone there was this huge family totally. uh, feeling to all of these bands. And Bassa were, you know, around around that yeah. time. around it's, that time. It's what yeah, we yeah. talked about at the pub before we got here, when we were talking about maybe she will, and when I probably said that's not something I should say publicly, that I think that they're a little bit boring. And then Renfrey jumped in and said, but you got to think about it in 2008, 2009, and that the fact that nothing else like this really existed, existed sonically, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you got to put it in a time and a place, and 
with with bands like this, with this genre, it's like if you come across it now, you might be desensitized to the impact that it had on the people back then and what it meant to the community that still lingers on from from what it was. Yeah. And uh, I think Vassar, one of the few graceful survivors of that. Yeah, scene. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think there was a saturation point around kind of the mid tens, maybe, or maybe even a little bit earlier than that, other than that, when there was just, just Arc and Arc Tangent was a massive part of that. It kind of allowed, it gave a space to all the these mecca. bands. Yeah, mm. it built a mecca to go to exactly, and all of those bands played Arc Tangent within about five years, and then it was like, well, sure. well, well what, what's next? Yeah, um, and I think what's next is exciting, and um, I suppose in a sense, Vassar are a throwback to that in a sense, but they survived because they're really fucking good at it. I think, like, I think this is very high quality for this kind of thing. All of this is feeding into John Niblock's ego right now, <laughs> yeah, guys. Yeah, but, if but John, if you're listening, you bastard. John Niblock, bassist of Vassar. Yeah. Fucking cunt, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah <laughs> didn't true. pay us enough ever. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, but seriously, but for example, to take John as an example, who kind of, you know, when you come of age, you kind of fall into social responsibilities within the group. And there was even a time when Fecking Bahamas, the thing that was started by Nick, and is yeah. a wonderful journal that keeps uh, math and post scene tied in together and connected Brilliant worldwide. Website, Bahamas, Brilliant. Yeah. And uh, big shout out to them. But there was, a, there was a time when there were just posts of about John Niblock that were written on bathrooms throughout DIY scene yeah. in the UK. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and it was like almost he kind of behaved in a way that was joking and it was called almost the butt of all the jokes on purpose. But to be able to gracefully survive that and become a successful booker and still make these awesome records and kind of outgrow that thing, which the way that Vasa have as well. And again, it's not an album that I'll listen to 20, 30, 40 times this year, but I think it's graceful and it's great. And all of them, their musical journey in the process of coming of age and the people they worked with and how it's done. I think that it carries an I think, admirable yeah, aspect to totally, it. Totally, man. And I think we just, going back to the point you made earlier about Tom, I think they picked a really good producer yeah. for this album. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. Tom knows that music and that scene and that sounds so well that he knows how to make it new and exciting and different. Absolutely. And yeah. They could have gone with anyone, but I think he really made, he kind of brought that record out. Mm -hmm. Not to say that they didn't write a good record, but just that I think Tom was the best guy for them yep. to, to get on board. I um, think for this kind of thing in this country, Tom may well be the producer. Uh, yeah, right along there with Mark, uh, Mark yes, Roberts. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think it has a lot to do with Tom birthing the scene along those. But Alpha, when we were talking about this on the Alpha train, Mail, Alpha, their first up 2012. Well, I put them on in Brudenau in 2012 with rungs and a cleft. I met Dan. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was a long time ago. It was like yeah. eight, nine, eight, nine years ago. I think you have the time to digest. Uh, sonically what it means yeah, and experience-wise, totally. and just yeah, he is that. I mean, he guy still looks 18. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Tom. Sorry. Uh, only when he shaves. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> He's got a wicked got beard. A, a wicked, wicked beard. beard. All right. <laughs> Back to you, Steve. <laughs> Over to you, Steve. Oh, and now, right. Steve, with the weather. That was that was nice to have a little math rock corner. For it once. was, yeah. yeah. Steve just looked totally uh, bemused during well, all of that. Not totally bemused. I was just thinking of all the people turning off. It's a math corner. We're counting on you, just, Steve. I was just there for the Don't be the odd one out. Review, <laughs> um, do you prefer this to Suicide Silence, Steve? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Massively. In fact, I. Actually, I have to say, you know, you guys obviously know far more about this type of thing than I do. Although I do, you know, I, I, I certainly my um, uh, my levels of patience for it has increased over this sort of last eighteen months of us doing this podcast. Um, there are some bands that I really, really like. I'd say this sort of sits in the sort of 
I would say the the higher, not the top tier, mm-hmm. but certainly the higher echelons of like the mid tier. I think that's I would fair. Say. Um, and uh, and certainly after bombarding myself with Cavell Attack and Suicide Silence quite a lot this yeah. week, this felt like a very welcome yes, um, absolutely thing to put on. That was just like you said, just a a nice journey. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and you're right. I think it's the production sounds good. It doesn't. It, it's not as opposed to what we were saying earlier about um, uh, future. Sorry, I fucking forgot their name already. Um, future, broken what? Future. Be- yeah, broken future, broken island, broken, broken island. Sorry, broken future, <laughs> future um, of the left, future, future of the island, future island, future islands, <laughs> future islands. <laughs> about broken futures, um, the broken islands. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, broken islands. Sorry, the circle will never be broken. Um, uh, uh, well, what we were saying about that band earlier <laughs> is that this does just. It's not an oppressive thing to listen to. Absolutely. Like when I think in my mind of like what, you know, there have been times where a post-rock band or a math rock band that I've listened to, and I've just thought this is quite an oppressive thing to listen to if you're not like hugely down. Vasa Vasa have a very good balance between being like, they are an immensely technical band. I mean, they're incredible players, but you never feel like you're being bombarded with technicality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like that, you know, I like that. I like to kind of, I like to notice how good people are, like technically of my own accord. Yes. I don't want someone to tap the me on the shoulder and go, look how look good at me, I look am. Look at me, look at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that, this doesn't do that. And Absolutely. it was only kind of three or four listens in where I was like, fucking hell, that drum beat is weird. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Or whatever, do you know what I mean? So yeah, I liked it. I thought it was good. You yeah. know, I thought it was good. As I said, I would put this in the higher of the mid tier. Well, yeah, anyway, uh, that's out now. Heroics by Vasta. It's out next week. Oh, that next week? Okay. But it's coming out. It's coming out, yeah. yeah oh, yeah, big time. Yeah. 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 It's not Definitely. like it's not gonna be like our Antichrist Superstar podcast. We're not re- <laughs> we're not reviewing records that are never coming out. Oh, that's a great <laughs> idea. Let's do that. <laughs> Shame that. Let's <laughs> review that secret Death Tones <laughs> record. Let's, <laughs> let's review Eros. Anyway, next week we'll be reviewing the album from Led Zeppelin. Um, <laughs> you'll never hear it. Uh well anyway, well, yeah, that, that's it. Um we'll be back next week. Um we'll be reviewing your album, guys. Yeah. Please be as nasty as we were to everybody else. Absolutely yeah. will be. And we'll be joined by Suicide Silence, who will be with <laughs> Eddie and Mark from Suicide Silence. Be brilliant. I've yeah. just emailed them a while we were uh, talking there. Um yeah, so we will. Well thanks for coming on, chaps. Thank uh, you so got much. Got anything yeah. else you want to plug apart from your you I, picked a really, I picked a really bad time to eat some crisps. Okay, so maybe uh, we, we are going on tour in all the usual UK places um, like with Clid Trip. Bri- with with Clid Trip, indeed. Um, it's like a yep. five date tour. Yeah, we're doing uh, Glasgow, I, I don't Bristol. Don't be patronising. Come on, man. <laughs> Glasgow, <laughs> some Bristol, Bristol, uh, Glasgow London. again. Do we do Glasgow twice? <laughs> it's just five days it's in Glasgow. Five, yeah, no. it's basically it's just us and John Niblock. Uh, <laughs> We're doing some UK gigs. We're just some, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Brian, oh, London, yeah. Bristol. My Glasgow. lower bag hurts already. Portsmouth or Bournemouth? Which one is the... either one, man? Whichever one you want, man. We can do it, dude. Portsmouth. You want to do Portsmouth? Nah. <laughs> I think it's Bournemouth. <laughs> I can't yeah. remember. I, can't I remember. don't know. Genuinely can't Which remember. Which one had the football team that went broke? Portsmouth. Portsmouth. Yeah, yeah. I want to go there. Um, I should... Why would you do that? Oh, was that your team? I'm a masochist. Oh, man. Lost the fucking commentary last night. Sorry, dude. What are you going to do? 
Um, I should also say uh, Small Pond are a fucking wicked label and we've we've covered yeah. loads of your releases in the past. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, if you're ever down, if you're ever down Brighton Way, pop into Small Pond. It's lovely. Yeah. Or love Froome, Somerset. I'm in Somerset yeah, if you want to come yeah, hang out. Either you way. Know. Just, just yeah. if you're ever in uh, Brighton, just drive to Froome and go visit David at his house. That's really mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, That's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the best thing to do. That's cool. Uh, so we'll be reviewing you guys next week. We'll also be reviewing... Agnes Obel, mate. Agnes Obel. Fucking yes. And... Uh, Greg Dilley. Greg Dilley. He's from the got, uh, they're just making nice. people up now. That's yeah. not a real name. Um, the Afghan wigs, mate. Come Afghan on. wigs, mate. Sort yourself out. You get, with it, get, yeah, get with it, mate. Get with that, that, get that with the early nineties, early nineties alternative rock icon. Come on. Check. Is, Catch up, man. Is this Brexit? Is this yeah. what's happening now? I'll leave. Lag, I'll fucking leave. Yeah. It's the no, end of the show, anyways. No. Um, go over to musicism.net, put Riot in capitals in the checkout to get twenty five percent off all of their wonderful courses. Hopefully, um, you'll be hearing our best albums ever podcast soon as well. That's coming. Get over That'd to nice. patreon.com forward slash right act podcast we'll be back next week and it will be probably less than each other so <laughs> say bye guys goodbye thank you guys for listening it's been lovely thank you so much for having us you guys are both wonderful especially Renfrey oh <laughs> oh Steve I love you as well <laughs> <laughs>